Doctor, do you have uh, any experience in these things? And I kind of subtly show her my sidearm. She was just kind of scurrying along, and all of a sudden she stops and her heel <laughs> breaks. <laughs> with, with what? With one of one of those. Not her heel, like her bone, Dylan. Oh, God. I'm like, man, she, she, her whole heel broke. Yeah. No, her shoe shattered her femur. Her, yeah, her shin bone snaps through her skin. No, I'm like, her man, high, what did you her fail? High heel. Yeah. Sorry. Breaks. And, and, and these shoes, they don't go with her jumpsuit at all. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of At Night We Roll an RPG podcast with actual play and roundtable discussions. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram via At Night We Roll. Okay, we're back for part three of the Titan Incident. Welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, why don't we quickly go around and just do some introductions and who we're playing tonight. Josh, you want to go ahead? Uh, yes, I am Josh, and I am playing the uh, beautiful Dr. Lazarine. Is she beautiful? We're not quite sure. What's your appearance stat? <laughs> you know what? That's actually pretty interesting. I'm a, a solid 50. Middle of the road, then. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be a technical five. Yeah. Five out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're a bell curve chick. <laughs> she thinks she's beautiful. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's in right. the eye of the beholder. Confidence. Yeah, some is people everything. find confidence yeah. is yeah. beautiful too. <laughs> yeah. Dylan, who are you playing tonight? I am playing um, Neil Owens. I'm an executive for the company Richter Dynamics, and I'm here investigating um, why there has been a drop in productivity. So yeah. Hmm. And last but not least, Cam. And I am playing Sergeant Sergeant Richard Caldwell. I am a, a colonial marshal, and I was sent here to investigate the uh, death of a one Dr. Henry Holster. Right, and that brings it to me. I'm Jeremy. I'm going to be your guys' keeper for this evening. Okay, so you guys all had... Uh, An easy time falling asleep, much easier than even yesterday when you were quite exhausted um, from from your 72 hours of travel or whatever it was. Uh, But even though you fell asleep easily, that doesn't mean that your sleep was at all enjoyable or uh, replenishing or refreshing by any means. Um, Before, I think I had you guys make a power roll when you went to sleep, but this night... Uh, and this night alone, there's no power roll needed. Immediately, your dreams turn to uh, the fields of Titan uh, and the icy, snowy landscapes with methane pools that stretch for miles in every direction. Um, you're standing outside in the sand uh, or the snow, and you're looking south. The sun is kind of setting, and it's casting a familiar orange glow across the entire landscape, rushing towards you at an incredible pace is that similar crimson orb that just basically stops within inches of your face, almost sending you over your heels. And it glows in front of your face in intensity. And just when it seems like this ball of energy can't contain itself anymore, it says, Come to me. Come south. Join us. And you guys all wake up in a varying degree of sweat, 
and maybe Yelps. Uh, yeah, so you guys had kind of varying different uh, levels of that dream maybe happening at different times, but anytime you did fall asleep, you kind of had this pulling, this yearning to go south, um, even this yearning to just like just walk out without wearing any space gear uh, to just expose yourself to the elements and just kind of trudge through the snow and the negative 172 degrees. Otherwise, I think we were going to start things off with the next morning. So you guys have spent one full day on the Titan, uh, mining colony, Benedict's Rest. Um, we're probably going to start with the meeting that uh, Neil Owens had set up with Mr. James Kingsley, the Benedict's Rest uh, Colonies Administrator. So we just went from the the hospital area to the beds, to the sleep, yeah, to the meeting, yeah, yeah. cool, um, to, to the sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there was something specific, uh, but for brevity of time, we'll mm-hmm. probably not role play everything. Um, I do think that uh, this was intended to be a private meeting of Neil Owens and uh, James Kingsley. So if either of you guys got wind of this meeting and you're thinking that you wanted to either uh, sneakily try and figure out what's going on in this meeting or just bulldoze your way into the meeting, uh, that can be up to you. I think uh, Dr. Lazarine will walk uh, walk down to Jack's Play Restaurant and see what they've got for breakfast. Mm-hmm. That was the same place where we met the uh, other fellows? Uh, yes. Either I'm, there I'm, or there was uh, the claim jumper right. as well. Yes. I think uh, you guys were at the claim jumper. Um, but they're more or less, it's like Wendy's and McDonald's. <laughs> Basically the same, aren't they? Whoa. Oh, man. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Them <I> fighting words. <laughs> ruffled a few feathers on that one. Uh, <laughs> Caldwell, is there something you would like to be doing while this meeting's taking place? Or would you like to... Well, if I didn't get a chance to talk with uh, Neil beforehand, then I would probably wait for him to come back and do something small in the meantime. But I definitely want to check out the uh, the, the church, the Interfaith Chapel, right. when I can get a chance. Yeah, well, we can quickly. So the, it's it's early in the morning, and uh, you guys are all obviously staying in the same apartment. Um, you're more or less getting up at the same time, and you come out of your room and Neil's already got a pot of coffee going and he's got his briefcase and he's suited up uh, and showered and he's kind of walking out the door. I feel like Neil would have that, that smell of last night's whiskey, but on a clean, fresh man. Right. You know, like, like there's the aftershave is wafting into the air, but every time he like turns or walks by, you can still smell the liquor leaking through his pores. Um, but you can tell he's a professional in this sense that he's had many a long night, um, Mm -hmm. that he's had to recover quickly from. For a corporate meeting. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hair of the dog. Maybe he pours a little whiskey right into his coffee cup and, uh, he'll offer you some as well. All right. Sure. Well, well. I'm... last time <clears throat> always always need a coffee to start the morning hair of the dog i always said hey neil i w- no, no i'm neil oh jesus christ <laughs> maybe i should get some more alcohol it hasn't quite worn off yet cigarette right. <laughs> maybe just take out the hair or the dog coffee's just good it's just what my grandfather always told me i, I ain't real familiar with the, what the term actually means mm-hmm. um have you seen dr lazarine this morning I uh, have not. I assume she's in her room or not here at all. Uh, maybe we'll catch another sign of her undressing. Eh? <laughs> maybe I'll give her a knock. 
and uh, I'll let you do that. Walk over to your apartment, Doctor Lazar, and give it a knock. Um, you hear a little bit of scuffle, uh, some papers being tucked away and folded, and then I'll be right there. Just a second. Um, then she opens the door and. What what can I do for you? Are we going for going for breakfast now? Uh, well, I just got here hot pot coffee. I, I ain't going for breakfast. I have some private things I need to attend to before we uh, leave the station here. But um, I'm sure Sergeant Caldwell would prefer to go for breakfast with you than myself. All right. Well, then uh, shall we go, Sergeant? I have nothing else to do. Breakfast sounds good. Okay. Let's uh, cut to you're in the administration wing, Neil, and you've uh maybe it's early enough that uh stacy actually isn't even there yet but uh mr kingsley is kind of um waiting halfway in the hallway to you uh when when you do come up the the elevators that brings you to the administration floor um kind of like the executive administration floor um you'll remember james kingsley he's a pretty hard guy to forget uh heavy set bearded guy red hair streaked with gray wearing a different colored hawaiian shirt this time but uh still wearing those kicking those khaki slacks um ah yes mr owens good to see you uh kingsley mr kingsley uh we have some urgent matters to discuss about the state of this station that we do that we do please come uh we'll get set up in my office and again he takes you down the hallway behind stacy's desk but um and he leads you again to that boardroom it's Definitely not an office, but he's set himself up in the boardroom. Um, yes, uh, everything that uh, you've asked for, all the production records and accounting records, uh, taps a big stack of papers that are on the desk, all right there for your perusal. Uh, I'll take these with me later. I'd rather just discuss things on a uh, personal and, and, if you will, off-the-books level, Kingsley. Well, as you know, uh, personal matters should have no effect on a corporate business's... Uh, Daily daily runnings, but if you want to get personal, I guess I can't stop you. I just see you're a relaxed man, and I too would like to be in a relaxed state. So tell me, Project Waystation, what do you know about it? Well, I hope that I would know as much as you. I'll wink at him. <laughs> he winks back. <laughs> Believe me, sir, I was briefed on your clearance levels for Project Waystation before your arrival. I'm aware that you're here to investigate Project Waystation. What questions do you have? Uh, is Project Waystation still dark? Dark? In the sense that we've had no contact with the mm. outlying station? Well, I mean, it's under construction, right? You know, we've it's always been under construction, and we have to keep that idea running throughout the colony that it's under construction so people don't get any wiser so it's not unreasonable for there to be times where it goes dark how many staff are out there and how long has it been dark and in this case have you any concerns about it being dark well if you look through the production records right there and he flips it open and he goes to a spot that's kind of got uh um, it doesn't say Project Waystation on it, but it shows the production levels for this this site. Mm -hmm. And you're looking through it, and he's showing you, and he's like, yeah, they're they're all fine. Look, look at how much our output is. It's never been higher. Yes, but up until this last drop in production. If you look at our production records right here, there's no drop. Look. I believe these production records don't match what with we're bringing back home. Do you want to make a accounting check? Um, that might be the only skill that's probably closely relevant, but, uh, it's a success. 
Just a regular success? Uh, sorry, no, it's a... Yeah, it's a regular success. Okay. Yeah, so briefly looking at this... Hard, uh, hard success. <laughs> it is a hard success? Because it, it's hard and then what? Extreme. Yeah, so it's hard a, it's is a half. Hard. It's okay. hard. Yeah, so with a half... Or, sorry, with a hard success... Uh, even just quickly perusing these, yeah, you definitely know that these have been doctored. Um, maybe not doctored, but they're just f- outright false. Okay. Like you were given doc records that clearly contradicted this. Okay. These are, are most up-to-date. I had our interns bring these out just this morning. I'll slam my hand on the table. Kingsley, I know these are not the true records for a fact. Now, something's gone south on this station, and I demand that you inform me as to what it is. Now, I saw a man last night blow his head off. Your chief of security is clearly rattled. Now, production is under. Why, Kingsley? I've heard something about Yog Sothoth and some crazy church. We're not here to be worshippers. We're here for production. You've got to let some room for the, the miners to have some room to play and worship. It's just how things are done out here. Now, I'll have you know that your arrival timing with Sergeant Montrose's death is also very suspicious. I'm not digging into you because of that. I respect you as a corporate employee. Now, you come into my house and you start accusing me of, of whatever you're accusing me of? Your house, sir. This is my house. This is a corporation and you are an executive. Okay, do you have uh, like an intimidate role that you would like to... I would like to. I yeah. don't know if I have it, but I will do sure. it. Sure, if there's another skill that you think is maybe more pertinent, feel free. No, definitely. I would definitely go with intimidate in this case. Okay. Um, I'm not great at it, but we're going to rock it. Oh, I got 15 intimidate and I rolled a six. <laughs> Kingsley, it's not your day, sir. Hard. Yeah, that's that's surprising. <laughs> well, it's true. This isn't my house. Maybe I've gotten a little too comfy here. You know, we've been mostly left alone by a corporate for quite a while, and I hate to see them have to stop breathing down my neck again, but I suppose one's arm can only be twisted so far. If you'll go to my real office... Obviously, this is a temporary location. The true records are on my computer. I have a few phone calls to make. Feel free to peruse at your pleasure. All right. I'll be waiting, and I'll pull a cigarette out, and I'll light it, and I'll take a big puff, and I'll ash it right on his desk, and then walk out. Okay. So you leave, and you get a last look at Kingsley. He's kind of buried in his paperwork, but you see a couple beads of sweat coming down off the side of his head. Maybe some, like, pit stains are showing up under his Hawaiian shirt. That's how Neil rolls. (laughs) So you turn right, going kind of deeper into the hallway. You haven't come this way before since the furthest you've come has been this boardroom. But at the end of the hallway is, uh, like, a bronze plate. And it says uh, James Kingsley on it. Um, As you're kind of approaching this, it's quite a long hallway, so I don't want to make it seem like these doors are right next to each other, but uh, quite a long hallway, and there's a variety of other, like, executive offices and things like that. And as you're making your way down this hallway, it starts to get a little bit colder, like uh, like maybe the AC's turned on really high or something like that, and there's this, like, clicking noise, like... I would probably associate the cold to just my, my hangover. You know, I'm just getting mm-hmm. cold sweats, right? Yeah. Um, I will continue down the hall, just kind of brush it off. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I will take note of the clicking sounds and maybe remember as to our yesterday's landing when the, uh, the doctor had said she had heard some clicking sounds. But yeah. again, it might just be the mechanicals of the station. Mm-hmm. You know, something I think I forgot to do was your guys' sleep that evening, but we'll bypass that. So you're approaching this door and you realize that the door is slightly ajar already. And most of the kind of furnishings of this hallway, like the floor and the walls and the roof and everything, like they're they're all kind of that muted gray, that very bland office yellow and that sort of thing. Um, but there's kind of like a sheen of light coming through this ajar door. It's only ajar maybe like by an inch or so. And it's kind of got a soft orange glow. You're quite close to the door now, but... I think I would just wait outside the door for Kingsley. Okay. Yeah, maybe just like lean up against the door jam and keep puffing on my cigarette. Yeah. Yeah, so now that clicking's like Is it is it coming closer to me or is it It's it's sounding like it's from within the room. I'll just take a peek. You know, I would probably just like put one hand yeah. flat against the door itself, maybe midway through and just kind of push it open just to like yeah. take there's a gander. Some, there's some resistance though when you go to push it. Like it's open. But maybe like there's something on the other side of the door. It's like you need to push it. It gives a little bit, but you kind of have to commit to it if you want it to open. Yeah, I don't think I'd commit then. Um, I would just wait. Yeah. Okay, do you want to give me a listen check? You betcha. I failed. Okay. We'll maybe leave that for now. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I just like the... Uh... The, the successes of those checks really oh. really bring out the nepotism in you. It's like you have no right passing those low numbers. No, no, and I by far shouldn't have, but yeah. when you play a character right, it feels like the universe gives you what it you does. need. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a 15 in Intimidate. Let's get a hard success. That makes sense. Uh, so you guys make your way to uh, Jack's Play. I think that was the yep. uh, name of the restaurant. Uh, grabbing some breakfast and... Uh, Likewise, um, as to like the last time you were at that other restaurant, there's a few other uh, miners there, but uh, these ones are wearing like bright orange uh, coveralls. Um, you probably would have been briefed on your way here that uh, anyone wearing orange coveralls is a convict miner. Um, other than the orange coveralls, there's nothing there that's like, like they don't wear shackles, they don't wear like a GPS or anything like that. Um, the fact that they're on a desolate desolate wasteland then there's nowhere to run pretty much keeps them in check um do we know anything about the state of security for convicts this doesn't seem out of the ordinary it's it's totally normal to have free walking convicts Mm -hmm. um in some cases maybe there's some that don't have freedoms but uh if if they don't have freedoms then they would be like limited to their bunk beds or something like that but it's not uncommon to see like the good standing convicts to have free access mm-hmm. to the whole and administration. What's what's the usual crime that gets you sent here? It's a good question. Um, I mean, it's We're enough to... More or less than murder. <laughs> well, I, I would guess that it's probably like a mint to medium security mm-hmm. situation. So you would have like some rapists, some killers, some stuff like that, but most of the crimes wouldn't be like so extravagant that they could never be released into a population. I'm really concerned about your use of the word some. Some, yeah. I think that would be the case, but you got to remember that these uh, convicts here have been here a long time, Mm. right? Like, probably most of the case, either lifers or Mm long-term, so they know the system fairly well. Mm -hmm. This is just my take on the scenario. 
I think that's about right. At the end of the day, they probably could have been arrested for anything, but as long as they're like on an upward trajectory of like well-behaved manners, then they might get sent here to like make good money or oh, good. Work so this, off is, this is the nice jail. Yeah, it's okay. like a halfway. Exactly. It's like a halfway house. <laughs> this is where you want to be, but on sat yeah. on the yeah. moon of Saturn. Uh, well, anyways, you guys are having breakfast, but these convicts are kind of closely huddled together, and they're uh, kind of talking amongst their skill amongst themselves. If both of you want to make listen checks, that'd be dope. That's a big fail for me. You're not playing your character right, then. <laughs> <laughs> I Any, also failed. Anytime you fail, it's because you have been sucking at the game. It's true. <laughs> All we have to do is just not suck in it. Yeah. But I see yeah. Uh so anyways, from where you guys are sitting, you can't you can't make out what the convicts are talking about. But honestly, that's that's fine with me. I'm I'm tired. Yesterday was a long day. It was a long day for me. It was a long day for you, doctor. I'm just happy sitting here eating my I guess these are eggs. Something of that sort. They might be like Powdered eggs. Yeah, powdered, maybe 3D printed eggs. <laughs> Ooh. Just like protein sustenance. Yeah. You know, it's just like STL files. Big old bowl protein. of slop. Yeah. Full matrix. Yeah, you like make your order and they just go up to this like cubic machine and they just like open a valve and then just an egg, a single egg. <laughs> <laughs> comes like flopping out. It's all the essential macronutrients in yeah. one bowl. It's everything the body needs. Okay. Um. Your guys' breakfast pretty much goes uneventfully as far as as far as that, if there's anything you wanted to be up to after. Well, I wouldn't mind sitting at the table just looking at doctor and saying, Well, what now? You you came here to see an old friend and now you've got a job here and I came here to see an old friend and see your dead friend and now I'm kinda done here. What what do we do now? Well, I mean, the only thing that we really can do is move on, but I don't know how easy that'll be with uh, with what's been going on around here. I I overheard a little bit of uh, um, can't remember what I overheard, but <laughs> things are not going very well around here. I mean, what you guys told me from uh, what happened to uh, the head of security over there—that's not good. No, it's not like him. It's not like him to just just give up. You would always fight, fight to the end. Yeah. What are you? Uh, what are you going to do for the rest of the day? Well, imagine there's some paperwork I need to fill out, some files. I might uh, poke my head around to the rest of this place. the uh, The chapel seems interesting enough. There's, it's not the first religious place I've seen on town, but uh, never have I seen anyone's quite so interested in prophesizing. So. I mean, maybe it's a party. Maybe Possibly. it's a party I don't want to be a part of. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Well, if you do have time, would you uh, mind accompanying me to, to Henry's room? Uh, I'd like to go through some of the things that are left behind. Mm, of course. You mean his, his dorm's not his office, right? Yes. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. What what do you uh, what are you looking to find there? Oh, just going to go through some of, through some of uh, Henry's old stuff, mm-hmm. if any is left. Mm-hmm. It looked yep, pretty... I, uh, Pretty stripped. I'd be happy to come come with you. Um, do you want to be like in the room with you, or oh, just yeah. yep. poking around as I please? Yep. 
Okay, let's maybe just cut right to that. You guys finish off breakfast. Uh, I'd actually imagine that maybe as you guys are leaving, the convicts kind of screech their chairs backwards and stand up, and they're making their way out at the same time. Um, through this, it's it's quite easy to make out uh, what they're saying, and they seem to be talking about going to the 11 o'clock sermon um, at the Interfaith Chapel. What time there. is it now? Uh, still probably pretty early, like 9.30, 10 o'clock, something like that. Um, this is a weekend, I think, so... Um, the, the mining operation isn't really like, not everybody's work in full capacity. Uh, but then we'll maybe cut to your guys' arrival at Holzer's apartment. Um, it's a pretty modest room, uh, much like the actual medical bay. Uh, it's, it's kind of even smaller than, smaller than that. Um, I kind of described this room a little bit before, but, uh, for the most part, it looks like his personal items have been removed other than uh, a computer. Maybe there's like a, like a few medical textbooks and that sort of thing. Um, but there's no personal effects like clothing or backpacks and things like that. Um, uh, Dr. Lazarine would walk over to the, to the medical books and kind of flip through them. Um, just kind of reminiscing mm -hmm. about uh, her time at school and her time with Dr. Holzer. Mm -hmm. um, and I would go through, pretty much everything I could go through the, the bathroom medicine cabinets, the, the drawers under the bed, sure. anything I could find. Give it a, okay. Give me a spot. Once roll. over. That's a 15. That's a weird. Uh, a hard success. Hard success. Yeah. Um, maybe like sandwiched between the mattress and the box spring is like a used syringe and an empty vial of morphine. If only it wasn't empty. <laughs> there might be a little left. <laughs> well, I'm gonna hold on to that for a for a second and wait for Doctor Lazarine to uh, finish up her her stuff. Sure. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anything else in that clean room? Uh, nothing else that's of no. You maybe find some odds and ends, but nothing mm -hmm. that's draws your attention like yep. like an empty syringe. Um, you're kind of thumbing through the textbooks, and I mean they're they're pretty similar to the ones that you would have been trained in in, in your days at the um, at your medical school. Uh, maybe kind of halfway through thumbing them, like you bump the computer and it turns on, like it kind of goes to the um, the login screen and it just has like the password there. Uh, the back like kind of screensaver, um, it's actually a photo of you and Doctor Henry Holzer, kind of like embracing each other. Um, but then it's just kind of stuck on this password screen. Um, she'll, Dr. Lazarine will kind of peer at it and put the textbook down and, uh, she'll try a few passwords. Sure. Give me a computer use role as you, I got a hard success or a success. Sorry. Nice. Yeah. Maybe like the first password. <laughs> I don't even know what it would be. Dr. Lazarine. <laughs> yeah. It's straight up your name. <laughs> Dr. Lazarine was my biggest mistake waking up with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Doctor Lazarine. <laughs> Doctor Lazarine. <laughs> one of those passwords that's like alternating uppercase and lowercase, and you just fucking nail it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense how you got it so quick, but you nailed it. Even like uh, Caldwell, well, he, he's I always knew. had the same passwords for everything, <laughs> like for his phone and right. Yeah, so Lazarine was, one two three. Yeah. Why is there always a sixty nine on the end? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What does it mean? Um. So you get in onto this computer, and maybe it wasn't your first time logging into one of his computers through this. Uh, 
anyways, you're kind of sifting through his um, file structure and things like that. Um, you're kind of pulling up like financial records. You find some of the similar uh, like inventory records that you were looking at before. Uh, but then something kind of stands out as unusual. There's just like a single folder named Absolution. And so you double click on this folder and it brings up somewhat of like a diary to some degree. Um, I've got it all written out here. I don't know if anyone wants to take the forefront on reading it or if you want me to read it. Go for it. Okay. So it's kind of broken into like three different entries. The first one, or I guess the most recent one, it kind of dates back a while. Uh, but sitting down to read it, it happened again last night. Hearing voices at night, right on the edge of sleep, like a chorus of whispering people, all speaking in unison. No, chanting. The voices were chanting. I'm not sure if I heard them with my ears or if the sound was in my head. Maybe I'm working too hard, but those chanted phrases, I've never heard anything like them. In the second entry, I've managed to transcribe some of what I've been hearing. It's grim, to say the least, and baffling at the extreme. It says, The highest fulfillment of man is to become food for the crawling things that burrow and crawl in human flesh, unceasing in mindless hunger, remorseless, undefiled by reason. The vermin of the tomb, they are pure. Their purity elevates them above the putrefying pride of the human race. The destiny of man is merely to be nourishment of the riddle that is Nyarlathotep, the dweller in darkness, the crawling chaos, both first courtier and jester of the court of Azathoth. The dweller in darkness capers madly to appease the unseeing lord. It is only the most tender of mercies that Yog sothoth the all-in-one and the all-in-one, the alpha and the omega, the one who is both the gate and the key that unlocks it does not throw back the curtain separating human reality from the court of Azathoth. By crawling upon your belly like a mindless, scuttling thing, you shall rise up in awareness of truth as you gnaw upon your own decaying flesh, and your mind is forever purged of the corruption of human values. Cleanse yourself and supplicate yourself before the all-conquering lord that is Neothotep. What does that even mean? Who or what is Neothotep? It's a what hell is... of a transcription. I know, right? <laughs> He maybe have been dreaming of it for quite some time to get uh, that detailed of a of a memory. Where is this court of Azathoth? I can't find any reference to them. How could my subconscious mind have created these things from whole cloth? I'm ashamed of myself in my weakness, desperate to quiet my mind and actually sleep for a change. I've dosed myself with morphine last night. It was the only thing in the medical wing that might help. I can't let this become a habit. The last entry. Kingsley has found a new religion. Some people do in space. Something about the vastness of the galaxy triggers a need for divinity. I've seen some psych studies done on the subject, but it's nothing I've delved deeply into. I sat in on one of his sermons to observe. He made reference to passing through the gate of Yogg-Sothoth to reach the court of Azathoth. Has he? Is it possible he's hearing the same voices that I am? Have I dosed myself tonight already? I, I can't remember. I don't feel relaxed, and the voices continue to beat against my brain like tides on the beach. I'm going to prepare and a sedative for myself. I need to compose. And that was his last entry. I'll uh, I'll call Sergeant Caldwell over and uh, take a look at this. You said you uh, you had mentioned that you were going to go to the interfaith church. Well, that's interesting. Some interesting stuff. So it's pretty disturbing. Uh, looks like your friend definitely did have some morphine in his system, and I found this. I'll show him show her the uh, the syringe I found under her bed, under his bed, and say this is. Looks like we need to go to church. I think we need to have a mm-hmm. little chat with mm-hmm. Dr. King- Kingsley or Mr. Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't want to cast suspicions too too harshly, but you came up with that password awfully quick. Oh, <laughs> Henry's got the same password for everything. We we password. were together for a long time. Oh, I, I suppose. Um, well, I'm on the subject. Yesterday, you were uh, rushing out of your room and you dropped something heavy before we left. What uh, what else did you bring with you here? Oh, just just a few uh, personal effects. Just some reminders of home. Mm-hmm. Do I, I want to? Uh, yeah, you can. Do I believe that? Yeah. Yeah. So in these kinds of opposed checks, um, if you want to make, I believe that might be, I don't actually have the, it's literally red versus blue right now. (laughs) (laughs) It is. So I think there's a psychology role. Um, psychology would kind of get you insight into whether someone's being truthful. Um, now you can kind of defend against this by rolling, or if you want to pick a skill that you think would be like what you'd use to obscure the truth, uh, Depending right. on the level of that skill, will dictate how hard his role his is. So, like, uh, hmm, what would be a good counter for that? Operate uh, heavy machinery. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't want to answer, so I'm going to drive a truck into you. <laughs> I mean, I it could I'd be like trucks like fast, fast talk or fast talk persuade. Or... Um, yeah, we could do uh, we could do persuade. Okay, do you have anything in Persuade? I do, yeah. What is it at? 50%. 50%. Yeah, so uh, a 50% would make it so that he needs to get a hard success on his roll. If you want to roll, um, then it's just whoever gets the better success. And if it's a tie, then you kind of are at the same state as you were before. Yeah. No, I think I try to like persuade him that. Yeah. Yeah. So since he's challenging you, since your Persuade is 50, it just sets the difficulty of you have to make a hard uh, psychology roll. That's unfortunate because I passed, but I did Ooh. not get a hard. So you can do a thing called pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get a re-roll both it? Yeah, you get a re-roll on both, but what could be like, like yeah. what would you do what's, differently? That's something we kind of glossed over last time is that mm-hmm. uh, a pushing a roll, you kind of have to come up with a mm-hmm. um, a new I'm, way of approaching. I'm not interested in pushing it. This okay. is, I'm not looking to ruin a friendship over this, like even a day old one. And we're probably actually going to cut to uh, Neil standing in the hallway. Goddamn space cigarettes. Never the same as the ones on Earth. Yeah, your cigarette is it's finished. You've been standing there a while. There's a pile of ash at the kind of the ground and Kingsley hasn't joined you, but you hear some scuttling and moving around within his office. I'll uh I'll go to reach for another cigarette and realize my pack is empty. And then you know what it's like Jones and and I'm like, oh well, maybe Maybe Kingsley, uh, he, he looks like a man who likes to indulge from now and then. Take a look in there, see if there, there's some cigarettes. All right, well, to hell with them. Then I'll push open the door. Yeah, you sh- kind of have to like shove the door open, and like something on the other side just kind of like slides along the ground as you're pushing it, and streaks of blood are appearing as you're sliding the door. And then you're able to kind of peer into the room and it's completely trashed. Like, furniture's dismembered, like, drawers are everywhere, there's, like, broken chairs, and then there's a corpse amongst the debris. Half-eaten, entrails exposed. It's very cold in this room. It doesn't quite smell, because it looks like most things are frozen. But this orange glow is coming from behind a desk. The only structure that's left in this room that's still standing is this desk. And you basically see, like, 
a couple large like insectoid forelimbs with antennae kind of quivering behind it and this kind of campfire-ish glow kind of bouncing off the walls. And like anytime these like grayish exoskeleton limbs kind of move, you hear this like... And then you see like one forelimb kind of claw on top of the desk and another forelimb kind of goes on top of the desk and starts to lift its body up and it greets you with just this glowing crimson orb for an eye and you're frozen in place. And I'd like for you to make a sanity roll. God help us all. (laughs) I failed. Okay. I'd like for you to roll a d8. Six. That's bad. (laughs) Is that worse than a seven? (laughs) You let out a massive scream as this body of this insectoid kind of starts hoisting itself on top of the desk. I'd like for you to roll another d10 to tell me what kind of bout of madness you're about to experience. Six. Okay. You're staring at this thing. You can't even comprehend what it even is. It's like if someone took a magnifying glass to an insect and just enlarged it by like 300 times, and then you faint. Everything goes black. Oh, I lie there unconsciously. (laughs) Great description. (laughs) Hopefully not soloing myself. Yeah. Quality role play. I think maybe like as you hit the floor, like the last thing you're really like able to see before your vision kind of slims itself into like a black slit is like the shoulder of the corpse that's on the other side of the door the one that you were like pushing where this blood was it's the temporary head of security robert tyson's patch the young guy yeah oh no and then everything goes black uh i think we'll move to you guys now um you've kind of been chatting about uh the found absolution uh is that what i called it yeah absolution yeah um you've been chatting for a while and you kind of had mentioned checking out this this interfaith chapel which is probably going to be starting anytime soon um you haven't heard from neil owens in in some time you didn't really i guess get an idea of how long his meeting was going to be or his personal matters um so maybe he'll meet you at the is the executive suite on the way to the church um, that's a good question. Let me roll and find out. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Yeah. Would we have time to uh whip up there for a quick spot and then get to the service on time? Uh, yeah, you might be pushing it. You might mm-hmm. show up uh fashionably late if you do. Um, well, what do you think, Doctor? It's a, I'm uh, it's I'm all not, right if we're late. We can just we'll just slip in the back. I'm not gonna stand on ceremony for this this uh situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's go see what uh, Mr. Neil is up to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys uh, make your way over pretty timely to the executive offices. You go up the familiar elevator, which brings you up to the top level. Uh, the doors open to kind of that bespoke waiting room with kind of sleek furniture scattered about uh, little sitting areas and waiting areas and things like that. It's empty other than uh, Stacy Henniker, the receptionist. Um, brown hair streaked with gray kind of done up in a nice fashionable bob oh hello gentlemen i wasn't expecting you here so early well early for a sunday have you seen mr owens he was here earlier so that's that's you're right yes i i believe he had met kingsley before my arrival um i haven't seen him unfortunately have you have you seen mr kingsley 
You know, I just seen him leaving, well, about 10 minutes ago. He was heading to Sermon, I believe. Mm. Are you two joining? Uh, maybe we will. Are you, are you joining? Of course. Of course. Oh, really? Yes. Is, is it that popular here? Well, I wouldn't say it's always been popular, but I think that there's been a new wave of commitment and strength throughout the colony as of late. Oh, that's, that is fantastic. That people yes, can you find can't... This to, to, to find something to bring them together. Exactly. Could you give me the, uh, the Cole's notes of, of, this, of this sermon that he's going to give? Just, just something so that when us silly newcomers come in, we don't sound that bad. Like, do we stand at once? Do we sit at once? What, what's, what's the uh, 411? Sure. Uh, do you have a persuade? Is that probably fitting for the way you're trying to convince her or yes i am trying to smooth talk her into something and i've got i mean there's also fast talk which is another option but nope both of those are bad (laughs) (laughs) well i i cannot make a role in the executive suites (laughs) although you were convincing uh i think the best way to see anything is in person for yourself just know that they are very welcoming of new members I don't suppose you'll be staying for long, so I'm sure that uh, your time here can, maybe you'll learn something, but uh, for you, Dr. Lazarine, you know, it can't hurt for your long stay here to have some sort of faith keep you through. Uh, I think I'll stick uh, with my own beliefs for now. Thank you, Stacy. Yes, we all said that until the great sermons that we've been getting. Oh boy, they've really changed us, but I better get going. And she kind of finishes packing up her desk and she just scurries on out. Okay, um, can we go with her? Yeah. Or is she... She's not looking behind her, but Mm -hmm. um, she's at the elevator and she's turning to close the elevator and she sees you guys. Yeah, I I might as well... Hey, misery loves company. Let's let's head there together. You know, Stacey, I just... I don't know the way. Would you be so kind to lead us? Of course. I thought that Mr. Tyson, Officer Tyson, had given you guys a full tour, but... I don't mind stepping outside of my job duties here and there. It has only been a day. It's hard to get your bearings. <laughs> no, Mr. Here. Tyson, right. uh, he, he was supposed to show up this morning, was he not? He uh, he has not been around. Well, it is Sunday. Uh, that is fair. Mm-hmm. They don't pay us quite enough for overtime for everyone to show up at the crack of dawn. But you are here. Yes, they pay me enough. <laughs> 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 not as much as I'd like. Anyways, let's let's cut to the... The, the sermon, which I'm just scrolling here to find. Um, so you guys show up the interfaith chapel with with Stacy. Uh, she kind of walks in and doesn't stick around you guys. Like she's got a, a clique of people, other administrative staff mm-hmm. that she kind of walks to, and you guys yep. are kind of left standing awkwardly in the corner. I give the doctor a, a nudge, and I say, I, I see how it is. This is yeah. giving us the gold shoulder already. Yeah, it's this fine. is. I would want to find somewhere in the back. Yeah, closest to the doors. Yeah, something inconspicuous. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys having shown up a little bit late, most of the room is already filled up. Um, there's like about seventy-five people in here, uh, which is a pretty substantial amount. Um, Do we know what the population of the whole place is? Ooh, I thought it was like a hundred and sixty-five miners, but that doesn't include like support staff. So we're like in two hundred, two fifty-ish. Yeah. So there was one hundred and fifty-eight. Free miners, thirty-one convicts, and then you're probably looking at yeah, like half that number for st- supporting staff. So yeah, probably close to two hundred, two fifty. Um, good chunk of people are here, uh, and they're all kind of 
sitting around in a big circle with like fold up chairs, kind of making this like big circle around a, a small podium in the center. Um, and everyone's kind of like eagerly talking amongst themselves. Like this is the most lively you've seen everyone here. You know, like when you've sat down for lunches and dinners and breakfast and that sort of thing, everyone's hushed and always talking amongst themselves. But here people are like, exclamating and like talking and greeting each other and it's like it's like church on sunday mm-hmm. uh people are happy to be here do we recognize um, anybody here you know you probably you you see those miners uh the convict miners from jack's play they're definitely here um like it. you see uh maybe a couple of the security guards you've seen uh that were helping sergeant montrus in his room and that sort of thing um you don't see robert tyson and you don't see neil owens and maybe once you're kind of piecing that together, uh, Mr. Kingsley kind of emerges from a back room and he's wearing this like tattered gray robe and he steps up onto the pedestal and he kind of starts a pretty typical standard millennial fair for like church. Like it's just basic stuff like golden rules and stuff like that. But um, it kind of quickly turns a corner and you guys notice an uh, uh, like a noticeable change in the room. Gentlemen, being good unto the others, others will be good unto you. But that will not be enough, for there is a coming apocalypse that will destroy human life in the solar system. A runaway planet called Nemesis is entering our solar system and it is triggering a cataclysmic activity on every world it passes. And you can like hear a couple people in the crowd going like, here, here, yep, knew it. It's like, I called it. Stuff like that. Everyone's just kind of participating in this, uh, in this sermon. The Egyptians knew. The Aztecs knew. The Mayans knew. They preserved their kings and priests to revive once Nemesis had passed. The beings that lived on Titan for millions of years foresaw the coming of Nemesis. And their god, the great Ice Sphinx, taught them how to survive by passing through the gate of Yogg-Sothoth and seeking refuge in the court of Azasoth. I have been chosen by these beings to serve as their prophet, to teach mankind how to reach the gate of Yogg-Sothoth. And people start like cheering and this sermon kind of continues to go on and it gets like, uh, like it gets super lively to the point where like people are starting to stand on their chairs and have like this kind of cynical look in their face. Like they're, the whites of their eyes are showing and like people are like fist bumping as this goes on and it's starting to become like very i don't want to say like orgy like but they're feeding off each other right and like kingsley's like anytime he says anything even if you guys don't think it's like very meaningful people start cheering and are just like yeah um and this continues to go on until it starts to get a little rowdy and chairs start to like start being moved and like people start throwing things in the air and it starts to get like a little ha- hairy in there, I guess one could say. I don't know about you, Doctor, but I've seen enough of this yes, party. I definitely agree yeah. with you. Uh, is there any way for us to get out of there without being seen? Uh, you guys can make some stealth rolls. That's a fail. Fail. That is also fail. Are any of them fumbles? No. 96 no. or higher? Foibles. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a 70. Okay. Yeah, so you guys sneak out, maybe one or two people glance, but uh, it's it's not hard considering their focused attention on Kingsley. Mm-hmm. You guys get into, into the hallway and it's like finally a brush of fresh air and some 
uh, fresh air and some quiet. Mm-hmm. Doctor, how committed are you to this position of yours? Uh, growing less and less every t- <laughs> every day. Sounds reasonable to me. I've got all the, the paperwork I need. Um, why don't we find our corporate friend here and leave? I, uh, I was Quickly. just going to suggest the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so... But uh, yeah. we need to talk to Kingsley because I don't know where... Do Mr. we need Owens to talk to Kingsley? Is? Do we need just to find his Neil? Yeah. I mean, he's either in his room or he's up in the executive or he's at a bar. Well, why don't we go check the bars? That's probably a good time. And I don't think anybody will be there. Do we Do we know where bars are? Is... Yeah, they're kind of mixed with the restaurants you guys were at. Yeah. All right. What seems to be the fastest thing to find? The restaurants, the executive suite, or the the condos? Um, Probably dealer's choice. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What... I might uh, I might be interrupting you guys anyways on your way to whichever destination mm-hmm. you choose, so it may be irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd put my money on him either at a meeting or post-meeting drink. Well, he's obviously not at a meeting because Kingsley is preaching in there. Right? You're right. So he mo- bar I'm, I'm sure he's at the bar. Yep. Okay. Uh, you guys kind of scurry off in a desperate attempt to find Neil before this sermon ends. Um, Neil, I would like for you to make a power check. Oh, I, I failed real hard. <laughs> real hard? 99. Oh, <laughs> Lord. I got no power. You are bug food. Yeah. Um, you, uh, you come to and you're like, your knees are like squished up to your neck and like, you're kind of like in a fetal position. And you're like squished on all sides. Um, it's cloth on either side of you. And it's like you're in like a little tiny, like small compartment. And you're like kind of like bouncing around inside this thing. And like you can hear some voices and that sort of thing. Um, you see a bit of light bleeding through what might be a zipper. Um, and you're kind of bleeding. Like you feel hurt on your side, um, but you can't really move at all. Uh, and as you're kind of coming to, you have this really strong urge to exclaim your uh, your commitment to getting through this gate. You don't even know what the gate is, but you're like, the world is ending and the only way to survive is through this gate. And the voices you do hear outside this thing, like they're kind of saying similar things like, Yes, through the gate of Yogg-Sothoth, we'll get to the court. And inside, you're like, yes, yes, it is the only way. It is the only way. Um, I always knew there was a gate. That's where that's where I was supposed to go this whole time. Exactly. That's why they sent me here, the, the, the executives. It's not to become vice president. It's to go through the gate. Yeah. And uh, you're you're feeling like you're you don't really have a choice in some of the things that you're thinking about. There's maybe like a small part of yourself that's like, you kind of recognize that this maybe isn't who you were like a couple hours ago. Um, but that's like quickly quelled and like squished down. And then you just kind of have this like, yeah, strong urge. I almost imagine the only part of myself that's coming through is my want for a cigarette. Yeah. Like it's like, Oh, I need a cigarette, but the gate, I got to pass through the gate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Will also smokes through the gate. <laughs> you, you lose another five sanity. <laughs> Um, you guys running through the hallway, trying to make it to, uh, you were going to the bar. Yep. Okay. Well, passing, 
uh, on your way to the bar is beneath the, um, or not is beneath, on your way to the bar is the section of the administration building that takes you to all the maglev rail stations that take you out to all of the different pumping stations. Um, and you see a group of convict laborers uh, and they're, they've each got a suitcase and they're walking to uh, these maglev trails um, or rails. And I think there was five different exits for these maglev um, trains. One of them has been under construction for a while, um, but it looks like they're kind of boarding on the waiting and staging area for this one that's under construction. Um, and I'll get both of you to make spot hidden checks as you're kind of rushing down this hallway and seeing them waiting. That's good. Uh, I failed. That is a hard success. Nice. Yeah, so there's about... Uh, um, yeah, there's four of these convict miners. They're not being escorted by anybody. Um, one of the suitcases has like a steady drip of blood coming out of the corner. All right. Uh, I still have my sidearm with me. Do I have the shotgun as well? Uh, that's up to you. Maybe make a luck roll. Make a luck roll. Yeah. If you pass your luck roll, then you've had your shotgun the whole time. That should be at the top, I think. It's just below sanity. It's one of the big... Uh, oh, yes. Okay. That is a pass. 53 out of 65. 53 out of 65? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got your shotgun with you. All right. Doctor, do you have uh, any experience in these things? And I kind of subtly show her my sidearm. She was just kind of scurrying along, and all of a sudden she stops and her heel <laughs> breaks. <laughs> with with what? With one of one of those... Not her heel, like her bone, Dylan. Oh, God. I'm like, man, she, she, her whole heel broke. Yeah. No, her shoe shattered her femur. Her, yeah, her shin bone snaps through her skin. No, I'm like, her man, high, what did you her fail? high heel, <laughs> sorry, breaks. And, and, and these shoes, they don't go with her jumpsuit at all. Well, I'm glad she's okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then I'm going to uh, switch into martial mode, and I'm going to approach these individuals with authority and say i need you to stop now i need you to show me what's in that case and i need you to be all very very slow about doing that are you brandishing your firearm or uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna take it out of its holster okay now i'm not gonna point it but i'm just gonna have it like yeah at the ready yeah okay yeah if you want to make an intimidate yes give I her. Do. Things that is, uh, success regular success regular success yeah um they one of them kind of speaks up Look, we don't want no trouble either. This is personal effects. Personal effects don't bleed. You don't know how hard it is working out there. The rigs, it's not uncommon for us to have a few bandages in there. I am a marshal of the colonel of whatever colonial thing I'm a marshal of. I need you to put that case down, and I need you to back up. The train kind of backs up into this rail station that they're standing on. Um all of the signs say that this is under construction and it's just mm-hmm. like authorized entry, mm-hmm. um, not allowed and that sort of thing. But they just like start boarding the train. They're kind of yep. ignoring you. And the one guy with the bleeding suitcase, he does a double take at you and he's just like, yeah, sorry, duty calls, got to go to work, got to punch in. Okay. There's how many of them? There's four of them. They they start boarding the train. Fuck it. I'll shoot them. <laughs> you, which one? The, the one with the case. The one with the case? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Make a firearms roll. So I, there should be two. I think there's 
one that should yes, say but handguns and rifle shotguns. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Alright, so this is a sixty. That's a seventy one. Nope. Okay. Nope. Bang! Fucking firearm like bangs mm-hmm. throw and starts echoing through the entire side uh inside of this kind of terminal station. Um as soon as it goes off, they they dive for cover. Uh, some of them are sitting behind benches on the train, that sort of thing. These aren't big trains by any means. They probably hold maybe 15, 20 people max. Um, but you can hear like a bing, 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 and you see like a door closing sign. Mm-hmm. So the doors are um, still open right now. Uh, doc- yeah. Dr. Lazarine is just standing there with her hands on her mm-hmm. on her ears, yep. like with yep. a broken heel. Yeah, the I'm, convicts I'm, are I'm, screaming, what the fuck, man? So the door's closing, right? They're they're on yep. their way closing. I'm leaving yep. an open window if yep. you want to be an open door, not an open window. Yeah. <laughs> Metaphorically, I'm, I'm leaving an open back. window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, got, I got the metaphor. <laughs> Your metaphors are so good. I'm gonna look back at the doctor, see that she's uh, not uh, in any situation to give chase, and I'll just let the doors close. Just given the the stink eye to yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah, you maybe you you. There's another opportunity to fire off the. Fire off the old shiny pistol if you wanted to. Yeah, will I be able to fire the pistol, grab the case, and make it back without... No, this would just be like a last fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Most professional cop ever. Mm. Fuck you! (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah, if I could take him down before he gets through the gate, I would... Right. I should have given an... Or no, you can't push push combat checks. Um, That would have been sweet, though. Okay. Bunch of pistons start kind of going off pneumatic air kind of goes off and then the train Mm -hmm. takes off at a pretty high speed um and you guys are kind of left in the terminal and there's just like this steady streak of blood coming from where they came from Mm -hmm. you Um, see the blood now too this isn't uh, yeah um i i think we should go and look at see what uh what caused all this blood a few bandages wouldn't make this much blood yeah, this this is your your arena, Doctor. Lead on. Okay, and then Doctor Lazarine will hobble her way down the hall and just follow this mm-hmm. this blood trail. Okay, um, what happened to your shoe? Is that does it that broke. normally happen? It uh, not only when I stop suddenly. <laughs> They're <laughs> only rated for two fifty. <laughs> <laughs> A five doesn't mean I'm overweight, Dylan. <laughs> Uh, what's your size? <laughs> 65. <laughs> I'm slightly overweight. Okay. I think shit. if you're a five and I'm, then you're a 65 for I'm size, that drops size. you to like a four. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? 80. Oh, big boy. I'm 60. Does that mean I'm, I'm fat or I'm large or I'm tall or, or what? I think it kind of leaves it up to you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you had like a super high size and a super low strength, you probably... Mm-hmm. Overweight. Mm-hmm. I see. Yep. I kind of imagined him as like XPI. Do you know what I mean? Like he's got a bit of a paunch, but he stays mm-hmm. in like good shape. You know, he's he doesn't have a dad body. He has a father yeah, yeah. figure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's kind of like, kind of like Arnold nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah, like a retired vet that still just like holds all the grunge and work that they've done throughout mm-hmm. their life. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are following the trail back where it came from. Yeah. That's probably not hard to do, and. Maybe like as you get closer to its source, um, in some parts there's more blood. Um, maybe like I think it's obvious now what was in the suitcase. Um, but you guys are led back to the elevator 
and uh, up to the executive administration building and then through the hallway. And at this point, the blood has turned into like actual drag marks of like someone being dragged on the floor. Um, you go down a hallway, the same hallway you met Kingsley in. You go past the boardroom that you met Kingsley in. All this is empty. Everyone seems to be at the sermon. Um, and then you see a single door at the end of the hallway, slightly ajar. And the blood is clearly coming from that room. Oh, Dr. Lazarine would push it open very slowly and just peer in. Yeah. I would I would just move my, my way in front of her with my, my gun up again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys push this door open. Um, immediately, you're kind of met with like overwhelming cold air. Uh, and it's immediately known why. Because there is a three foot by like four foot hole in the side of uh, this room. And it's exposed to the elements outside. Um, and like the interior pressure of the air of this airlock in this room is kind of just like blowing out. So you kind of get this backdraft as soon as you open the door and like all this air is kind of rushing out, but it's like freezing in this room to the point where you guys are in danger of getting like hypothermia and frozen, uh, frozen limbs. If you linger mm -hmm. here for very long, but you do see the same kind of description that I gave Dylan, uh, less any insects. So it's mm -hmm. empty. You do see some frozen corpses. One's obviously, uh, Robert Tyson, mm -hmm. but maybe his like face has been eaten off. Um, there's just like bone left there, mm -hmm. and half of his limbs have, are like do missing. We have time to get in a, a good look at the place, like to figure out where the blood trails come from. If there's a source for that, okay, um, yeah, maybe give me a hard spot hidden because this is uh, under under kind of immense pressure with this opening in the structure. Spot. I don't see anything. Hit is a 95. No, that's just a regular success. Yeah, so it's just, it's too cold yep. without very much time. You guys are like having to close the door and back off and mm -hmm. right away you're like warming up your hands. Okay, uh, so yeah, it was kind of hard to see like the corpses and the mess in there. It just kind of looked like the blood was just kind of formed in the middle of the room. Um, oh, you know what? This is what you see. A cigarette butt on the ground. Mm-hmm. Cigarette butt. All right. So I, I, I see. <laughs> I don't know. If that was as big of a revelation as it was to you. <laughs> no, it was. That was big. That was really no, no, big. I'm picking up what you're putting down here. Yeah. 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 Well, and maybe it's like like Neil's brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Like you guys seen him smoking this like this only brand you get on like the Moon Ganny meat or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like it's yeah. These expensive cigarettes. Yeah. 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 All right. <clears throat> and so it's it's clear that the the blood pool is not coming from the dead. Um, uh, yeah, well, that's too hard for you guys to tell. Okay, that was kind of what mm -hmm. the spot hidden check was for. But I'm giving you sure. the the cigarette butt as a freebie. All right, doctor. Um, we got a cigarette here. It's probably I, Neil's. I think, which means the body is either Neil's, or we need to go find that suitcase full of blood. Well, the bodies aren't going anywhere. Hmm? If there's that much blood, then whatever was inside is probably still alive. I don't think these bodies are going anywhere. I think we need to go and find that I think man so. with the suitcase. Do you have any any new shoes? You don't happen to have like a combat suit in that suitcase, do you? Uh, Dr. Lazarine will take off her other shoe and push the heel up against the wall and snap it off and then put it back on her foot. Yep. You really fucked yourself over with this decision to <laughs> screw up your own heel. Yep. <laughs> this is a major <laughs> hurdle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Like cut your hand and like, like draw some blood over your face. Like, yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I think we need to go and find someone that can uh, lead us down to where that that train take takes you. I think we need to stop up on some supplies first. Let's head back to that munitions room that I still have that key card for. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, pretty easy to stop by. Mm-hmm. Um, you do think if you do any more lingering other than this, um, it's possible the sermon might be ending and a large wave of people might be kind of exiting and going back to their regular duties. But uh, if you want to just be stopping at this um, this kind of locker room, then that's that's no problem. Yeah. I think that's about it. All right. Um I could probably tell you it's not hard for you to open it. You've got the mm-hmm. the one key that would open it. Uh, key master. Oh, what did they say in Ghostbusters? Yes. Is that is that yes. one? Yeah, yeah. I, I am the key master. And the gatekeeper. And I'm the gatekeeper, yeah. yeah. That made me really happy. <laughs> I haven't uh, thought of Ghostbusters well, like that in a like, long time. And dorky Rick Moranis making a penis. <laughs> yeah, joke, exactly. <laughs> what was, uh, what was the, the guy's name? Sigour- oh, the the villain in the painting. Wow, that is a test. It's a pop culture test. Corny Weaver is the final. Yeah, because she's uh the the wife in the second mm-hmm. one. I don't remember the painting. Let's let's use the Google machine. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so the weapons locker, uh, it contains seven twelve gauge pump action shotguns, several boxes of lethal rounds, and another several boxes of non lethal rounds. In addition to uh, several riot vests, so like kind of stab proof and uh, to some degree bulletproof, uh, and then a bunch of nightsticks. Well, Doctor Le- wardrobe change. Let's put on some vests, grab some sticks, and um, Doctor yeah, Doctor Lazarine probably wouldn't grab a gun. She'd just grab a grab a nightstick mm-hmm. and and a vest. Mm-hmm. And then I'll grab um, how much. Ammo can I have here? Because I want to have like a fistful of lethal, some non-lethal, but not too many. We're yeah, like not you could probably easily grab like one box of each. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you're wanting to carry enough to last you, that's not hard to do. Okay, to just put like I'm sure you're wearing some sort of overcoat that you can stick a box in each pocket and then have mm-hmm. a shotgun fully loaded. Sure. Um, do we need to keep track of of ammo? You'll need to keep track of the number of rounds in a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just double check. Yeah. I had that yeah, here. Are they three gauge or two and a half? How long are these shells? <laughs> so the uh, 12 gauge pump action shotgun, um, it does uh, 46 damage if using lethal ammunition. Mm-hmm. You've got five bullets in a magazine. And if you're using non-lethal damage, it does 2d6 damage. And then anything that exceeds 10 yards uh, has a different damage scale for it. So if if we get into it, then it'll be sure. It essentially halves. So the 46 goes down to 2d6, mm-hmm. and then the 2d6 goes down to 1d6. Um, okay, so you guys have kind of suited up, um, and you're going to the uh, train station right away. Mm-hmm. Okay, so once you get there, it's it's not hard to hit a call button for the, the train, the same thing that the miners would use. Um it seems odd because there's like a bunch of signage saying to like not do that here and that this is like under construction and big warning signs, but you hit the call button and sure enough, you can hear like maybe five minutes later, a big train kind of rumbling down the railway. Um, you guys are able to hop on and within mo- moments you're spinning out kind of across the landscape of, of Titan. Uh, the only thing keeping you from the elements is just this little tin, tin box. Um, 
and you go for probably about half an hour, like 75 kilometers, 100 kilometers or something like that through the landscape. Uh, you come upon a, yeah, you come upon a, like a pumping station um, that has, it's much quite similar to like an oil rig that you'd find around here. There's like a massive derrick that would house like the pipe that would go down into the ground to pull out the methane. Um, but that entire derrick stand is actually tipped over on its side. Um, it doesn't look like it's fallen over. It just looks like it was placed that way. And then there's several tall cylinders of uh, like fuel or whatever they're pumping out here. Um, fluid silos, that's what they are. Um, there's like obviously the rail station where you guys are going to come in. There's uh, the barracks. There's like a barracks building, uh, several administration buildings and that sort of thing. But your guys' rail station kind of brings you right up into this center of this entire pumping station. So you're, you've, you're not far from it by any means. And then there's like a set of spacesuits that you can put on to go outside. Um, right where this derrick would normally be on top of like where the pipes would go in, they've removed it. And it's like a massive hole. It's like eight feet wide. And it just goes straight down into the ground. And there's like a couple of ladders and some cables going down into the hole. Um, and then there's like a, yeah, just a variety of buildings that are kind of around this, but you're pretty easily able to put on some spacesuits and, and kind of venture outside. But as far as it looks, uh, there's no one around. And where does the blood go? Um, let me roll something here. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of blood in the train. Uh, but then once they put on spacesuits, the blood's gone. So the blood basically goes up to where the spacesuits are, are housed and hanged. And then it stops there. Um, I'll look for if there's any tracks, um, like suitcase tracks, if any of the guys had rolling suitcases. Um, see if there's, see if I can find those. Sure. Um, that's probably actually not too hard. Uh, several of the tracks go to a set of buildings off on the right-hand side. I think the, they went over that way, judging by the, the luggage tracks. Looks good to me. I've, I can't see anything else in here. Can I? No. Uh, train station's pretty bare. Mm -hmm. um, so you guys are donning some spacesuits and going outside? Most definitely. So this is, is this like a, another a break in the wall? Or is this like a, perpetual, a permanent door to go outside? Yeah, so it's a permanent door. The okay. stuff is, there. it's not like the administration buildings or anything like that where it's all connected by tunnels. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll have to put on spacesuits to, to go outside and each building out here has its own airlock that oh, you'll have I to go you. in. So it's, it's designed this way. All right, sure. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you guys go on outside. You're following these uh, these are, tracks. Are we going south at this point? Yeah, so for those of you that were maybe keeping track of your cardinal directions, this is south. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for those of you who have the non-working magnetic compasses that are just spinning randomly. <laughs> um, Mine's still set on Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys make it to the barracks that uh, um, most of these tracks lead to, and Going inside, it's kind of this collection of, of bunks and enough to house maybe 12 guys or something like that. Um, there's a collection of suitcases that were stored here. Um, easily, you're able to find the one that had blood in it. It itself is empty, and there's a pool of blood at the bottom. Um, and other than that, I mean, there's no one in here. And from there, I mean, there's no tracks of suitcases leaving because they just brought them in here and left them. Right. But if you guys want to make a spot hidden check while being in this building. Success. Fail. 
Okay, so you see sticking out of one of the suitcases, um, kind of sifting through some of those, uh, is a um, flare gun with a single shot. Oh, I'll I'll definitely pick that up, and I'll show it to uh, to uh, Sergeant Caldwell. Flare gun ignites the atmosphere. Everybody on Moon dies. <laughs> <laughs> Be a sweet way to end. <laughs> I I mean. It, Everything, every little bit helps. Yeah, I, I have no idea what we're going in for, but so is there any blood that kind of leads away from that suitcase? Then, um, maybe for, yeah, no, not really. I think you would kind of get the impression that whoever was in that suitcase uh, donned a spacesuit, and right, that's but they didn't the get blood, blood on the spacesuit, and then yeah, if there it was, it's not enough for you to see. Right. All right, Doctor, this is definitely crazy. Are you sure you want to be going out here like this? Do we do we need to be I am doing this? Very or? concerned about uh Mr. Neil's meal Mr. Owen's uh safety. Are are you not? I mean I'm mildly concerned. Mildly concerned for my own skin as well. This is definitely look- uh an eleven out of ten on my weird shitometer. Oh yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. I, All right. Well, I, I just think we should we should find him and get out yeah, of here. I, I can't say I'd sleep well not trying to find out where he is, especially with all this blood. If he's still alive, um, how much blood is out there, and how much blood can a human survive without? Uh, Doctor Lazarin will just rattle off a bunch of numbers and stats. Yeah. Do you want to make a medicine roll to see totally. if you can make a good estimation as to how this guy might be faring? Uh, I got an 80 and it's a 70. I might push it. Totally going to push it. Okay. So you do have to kind of think of so a, a unique way of good. what um, you might be doing differently. 5.5 liters of human blood in the body. So I'm actually going to um, take one of the smaller suitcases and it says on the bottom of the suitcase how many liters the suitcase is. Mm-hmm. And I'll see if I can pour some of that in there and judge Right. Um, how much was in the suitcase. Okay, so the possibility of this failing, I would think it would just be the only thing you'll lose is time. Um, kind of burning into your head that uh, whoever's bleeding out, the more time you spend trying to figure out how much they're bleeding out could just ultimately lead to them dying. Okay. <laughs> okay. You spend six hours trying to figure out how much blood there is, and it was like, ah, oh, they have lost all five and a half liters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a uh, hard success. Yeah. Okay, Uh you think that this is definitely enough to uh, have severely uh, put someone like ill. Um, it's not a not a small amount of blood. Um, it's not enough to have someone killed. Um, but yeah, left for much longer. Uh, right. They could definitely definitely die of blood loss. Yeah, we we have to get to him fast. He uh, he doesn't have much time now. All right. Well, Whoever's hopefully he can uh, replenish his blood with booze. I'm pretty sure that it was about 90% booze in the first place. <laughs> yeah, so go All for right. a taste. Yeah, um, let's let's suit up. Yeah, that would. So th- this was just one room, basically, like just a bunk room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no there problem. are several other buildings to explore, but they all have windows, and so if you guys wanted to kind of look around, it's not hard for you to take a look inside the windows and see what's in there. Yeah. Um, probably just start at the closest one. Mm-hmm. Is it like can we just like? 
do if the tracks go straight forward one direction, can we just make an arc around them? Is that possible? Yeah. How much time would that take? Uh, depends on how, if you want to start going in the buildings, it, it starts taking a lot longer because you're having to like constantly pressurize and depressurize mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. But to quickly look in each room, uh, it's, it's, it's not hard. I mean, four of the six buildings out here are just identical to the one you were just in, which is a barracks. So they could essentially house up to like 48 people here. Um, yeah. which is quite, quite a lot. Uh, you guys might not know how many people it takes to run, uh, a pumping station like this, but you definitely think that 48 is overkill. Yeah. Um, the one administration building again, looks pretty, nothing substantial. There's a big high frequency radio antenna on top for them to communicate with, uh, the main, um, main colony. Uh, the big tanks, um, Dylan alluded it to already, but, uh, of the four tanks, three of them are branded cyclohexane. Um, one of them is branded uh, as methane, and then the last one is branded as um, like fracking fluid or something like that. I, I totally thought you were bullshitting when you said cyclohexane. Oh yeah, no, I totally was bullshitting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, he just <laughs> really good guess. Yeah, I don't know what cyclohexane is. <laughs> yeah, um, there's no illegal mining operation going on here. If any of you have like a science skill in figuring out what cyclohexane is, yeah, feel I free would to, definitely try that. Yeah, I feel free to roll that skill. I've got a whole give him a hat out of like the molecular yeah. breakdown of <laughs> like a three D model. I just bust out. <laughs> I, got, I got a hard success. Nice. Uh, so yeah, you know this is like a similar product to oil. It's like a, a volatile, very flammable, very explosive. Um, liquid that's uh, quite energy dense um you probably have a bit of knowledge in that uh like just in your day-to-day life life in earth and that sort of thing um this is a pretty highly regulated uh liquid a pretty highly regulated mineral um uh and for this colony to be mining it you would think they would need uh some extremely special permitting uh, to do this. This is not something that you just come across on every mining colony. Um, Benedict's Rest is known as a, a methane harvesting colony, uh, so this seems very odd um, to have such a highly volatile, flammable substance um, being mined here. Is right. It's completely un unreasonable. Yeah. Um, is what I would know if it was like toxic. Is definitely toxic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, many of them silos, they've kind of got like, a a release valve. Um, you can like spin a, a wheel to kind of release, um, uh, the fluid, like they would hook up a pipe to it and put it on like, a the rail or the cargo planes that they fly out here and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, uh, they're pretty much just a big tall cylinder. Okay. Um, we, we might want to be careful about firing your gun, uh, that, that uh, liquid in those tanks is is highly flammable. Highly flammable, like like catch on fire down the street, flammable or I think boom I, flammable, like boom flammable. Oh, good, got crazies and a big ass bomb. I love this place. I don't uh, really love this place. How far are the buildings again from the hole? Uh, pretty close, fifteen twenty feet. So maybe as you guys have been circling around this hole, maybe, um, maybe I'd peer down, and, yeah, uh, just to see. What's what's kind yeah. of going down? Oh, the hole's outside. Down there. I that was inside. No, it's 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 outside. Oh, so yeah, so this is Derek, kind of a Derek rig is on its side from the. Oh. Yeah. So number five is the hole, and that's everything kind of surrounding the hole. Gotcha. 
Yeah. And we came from where? Uh, top is the kind of long rectangle. Gotcha. It's a rail yeah. station. Yeah. Not too crazy, but I guess kind of mm-hmm. hard to explain. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and where where do the tracks lead to? Uh, well, it, there's definitely it's easy to see there's a fair bit of traffic going to the ladder at this pit, this big hole that leads into the ground. Okay. Yeah. Once we kind of get get a good look into the some of the rooms and stuff, I think we should probably. Sure. Let's sure. let's go to the big hole in the ground with the, the bombs outside. What, seems, what could possibly go wrong? It yeah. seems logical. Fuck I mean, it. Yeah, you guys yeah. look down the hole and it goes down like maybe a hundred feet or so and, and there's some bodies at the bottom that are kind of milling about like little ants. Um and you can hear like a some like machinery kind of going, like some light duty machinery. Is this um, one of those gravity things where you can just drop into it? It's it's possible. You definitely it's one of those things where if you fell off the ladder it's not that bad okay um we might jump to uh neil while you guys are descending mm-hmm. the ladder i just assumed neil was dead up until this point <laughs> so uh... <laughs> no we've got more planned for you um i'm gonna get you to make another power roll oh joy <laughs> oh, passed. okay you're finally able to suppress this kind of overwhelming urge for you to submit and pr- give praise to the gate and the great um, work of those that are around you that's uh, getting everyone through the gate. You're finally able to kind of break that and you find yourself, you're in a spacesuit inside some sort of stone room. Um, there's large columns on either side of you and there's like artwork uh drawn on the walls like victorian <laughs> <laughs> not quite uh the artwork itself is of um these insectoid creatures that are kind of like milling about titan um sometimes the artwork is depicting them as having this giant sphinx um kind of this overlord that's watching over them sometimes it's showing the sphinx eating them other times it's showing these insects giving sacrifice to this sphinx um but eventually there's a, some artwork that's showing these uh, insectoids kind of going through a gate and it's showing like paradise on the other side. Is there anybody else in the room with me? Yeah. So there's uh, um, the same convicts that I kind of had described to the other guys. Yeah. Uh, and you're kind of slumped up against a pillar and you're facing a wall and the room feels quite big, but the lighting is really dim. So it's hard for you to see how big the room is. Um, but these these convicts they're kind of milling about around you and some of them kind of seem like they're incoherent like you know they're just talking to themselves and they're like the prophet is waiting the prophet is waiting it's time to see the prophet i am going to use my uh experience in boardrooms and <laughs> uh take a gauge of the situation i'll get up and we'll be like start repeating what these convicts are repeating okay you know yeah the prophet, the prophet is waiting. And, you know, maybe I stumble over it a couple times, but I yeah. definitely tried to assimilate into the uh, the group. Right. Me. Okay. Um, yeah, if you're kind of milling about and kind of walking around with them, you get a better lay of the land. And this is kind of a pretty long stone room. Um, and these pillars kind of line the walls and they stretch down to the end. Uh, at the end of the room, it seems like there's like a plinth um and then like a statue of some sort like a big black obsidian statue uh it's really hard to tell what it is because the lighting's so dim 
Um, if you wanted to get a closer look at it, you can, but for where you're standing and where the convicts are kind of milling about doing their weird ritual of sorts, uh, it's pretty hard to get a look at it. Do I get a gauge of where the entry and exit points are of this concrete room? Yeah, it's, yeah, again, pretty hard to tell. Like it's, it's like, I imagine a couple of them are holding on to like torches or like their headlamps are on in their spacesuits. Um, and that's the only light you really get. And then anytime you cast it into the distance, it just kind of like fades into the dark. Can I uh, turn the headlamp on mine? On? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll definitely turn the headlamp on my on, and maybe I'll just. Uh, is it how how many people are in here? Uh, there's four convicts that you can see. And how close in my vicinity? Uh, there. I mean, if you're walking with them, some of them are standing up, some of them are like walking back and forth. Um, so you can you can be kind of as close to them as you want to okay. be within within feet. I will like shuffle towards the plinth and the statue so i'll you know like walk forward yeah and back and forward and i just waiting yeah the, the gate yeah totally yeah <laughs> so then as you get closer to the uh plinth you hear a familiar sound I will definitely um, shuffle back <laughs> to where the comics are hanging out and uh i'm more than happy to Wait for the prophet yeah. um, with these Every convicts. Yeah. <laughs> you see uh, some of these convicts, they're armed with like, um, or maybe they don't have them on them. They've just kind of set them down, but some of them got like pipes and other ones got like a chainsaw um, and yeah, they kind of have some makeshift machinery and tools. Um, but then you're also hearing uh, a couple more convicts, maybe to your left. So the opposite side of, of where this plinth is. Uh, and you're kind of hearing that same light machinery that I was explaining to these guys. Um, like maybe the sound of like a welder or like a, a heating unit or something like that. Um, I may actually go sit down next to the chainsaw. Okay. And, you know, I'll keep like rocking back and forth, kind of like a trauma victim or something like that. Sure. And just kind of maintain appearances. But yeah. uh, <laughs> Do you want to give me, I feel like I want to roll to just see how well you're trying to blend in. Sure. Um, yeah, well, that's such a specific thing, and I don't think do you have anything in that like disguise would I be could, like I could use uh, fast talk because I, yeah, I yeah. immediately started yeah. talking. I think fast them. talk would be good because you're definitely like they're incoherent in their religious sputterings. Oh, I pass with a forty-one. Perfect. Yeah, you're blending in quite well. For you guys, you come down uh, the pit, and it starts to get darker and darker as you descend. Um, and you kind of get a better look at the, the bottom of this pit where even though it's only about eight foot wide where you're going in, once you get to the bottom, it kind of opens up into a big kind of cavern of ice. Uh, there's like drips of methane coming down from the ceiling. Um, there's like wires that came down the wall from the pipe or the hole that you came in and they're leading to like a bunch of heaters and there's about two convicts that are kind of working on the other side of this cavern. They've got chainsaws and like heating guns, like blow torches and that sort of thing. And they're like melting the ice inside the ice of where these guys are working is like this massive black obsidian structure. Uh, it seems to have like two arms kind of coming out like paws almost um, as if like some sort of cat was like laying down and then like, embedded in the ice and you can just like kind of make out this structure that's like deep inside this ice um it looks to be like the head of a sphinx like something you would get out of the egyptian uh egyptian like structures and that sort of thing 
um, right at the base of this where they're working is a small tunnel that leads inside the structure. Um, I'm going to get both of you guys to make sanity checks in seeing this this massive structure. And everybody's still wearing the spacesuits, right? They yes. all look the same on first glance. Yeah. Okay. Well, these guys that are working, they're wearing orange spacesuits, depicting them as convicts, which you guys are not wearing orange. I just fail with sanity. <laughs> I, f- I failed sanity as well. Okay, yeah. I'm going to get two. Uh, you guys can each roll a d6 for sanity loss. Three. Dose. Okay. Caldwell, so that brings you to six total sanity lost. Um, I've got 40 from 45. Right, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and what are you at? 46 uh, out of 50. Okay. All right. Um, these guys are, are kind of working away, and they kind of see you come down, and they both turn around, and one's kind of brandishing like uh like a welder of sorts. And then another one's brandishing like a, one of those blowtorch things. And they kind of turn to you and they're like, the prophet has been waiting for you. Join us inside. We've been told about the prophet. We will come inside. Yes. Head inside. The others are waiting. All right. And like, how big is this tunnel? How far away are these guys? Uh, is there anybody else around? Yeah, no. So it's just these two guys in this ice cavern. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cavern itself is maybe like, 40 to 50 feet in diameter. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't, can I access my weapons from within the suit? Uh, yeah, we probably should have ruled that out um, beforehand. I do think that that's something that's possible. These suits okay. are, are made to be working suits. So like okay. it's easy to have fine motor control because they're operating like chainsaws, mm-hmm. like on the rigs and like pulling mm-hmm. levers. And yep. so these are not like your Apollo style space suits yeah, on yeah. moon uh, on, on the moon or anything like that these are like high tech closer to the iron man suit yeah exactly so it's good but you can wield a shotgun and you can pull the trigger yeah. um and that sort of thing and, and how, how far down is this tunnel yeah so the tunnel is at the end of this cavern but it looks like this tunnel goes for uh, a fair ways inside mm-hmm. and it's dark black inside so you can turn on your headlamps um but it looks like it goes for a ways all right, all right so i'm gonna kind of slowly shuffle down into the direction and trying to get a, a read on on Doctor Lazarine, uh, trying to figure out what she wants to do here. Um, she is sort of just standing there, like awestruck at like at this uh, black sphinx, and uh, she'll just slowly turn on her headlamp and and she'll follow you. Okay. If uh, or she'll stand behind you, mm-hmm. ready to follow. All right, and so the guards are just waving us in. Yeah, okay. you guys kind of. I mean, they maybe are like giving you a bit of a mm-hmm. uh, a stare as you kind of go through um kind of questioning your your timely arrival but um as you can see with the traffic uh that this place sees it's not uncommon for people to be showing up without notice or uh, announcement or anything like that okay. um so they let you guys go in and then they go back to work and they're basically melting the mm-hmm. ice that surrounds this structure to kind of expose it so do we have do we have time for a conversation yeah, as you, yeah, as you guys are walking down this tunnel, mm-hmm. like it's black and your headlights or your headlamps, they only go so far, like they maybe go like 10, 15 feet in front yep. of you. And it's just like black tunnel that's maybe like six yep. feet wide, six feet tall, black mm-hmm. stone kind of just perfectly carved as you walk down this tunnel for what seems right. a few so hundred feet. From my military experience, I've got a situation where there's two people behind us and potentially a lot more coming. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that I can do here to 
to learn about my my escape routes and like what it's going to take to defeat these two people blocking the exits or things right. of that nature. Uh, it's probably I don't think you would need to have a role for that. Your escape routes, you know, you're probably fucked unless there's another exit on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as you know, assessing your your enemy, uh, I mean, they looked like they were armed with tools and you got a shotgun. So that, all right, yeah. I don't know if you're looking for something more specific. Just just shooting the shit with a DM. <laughs> seeing what I can get. Yeah. There's a perfect little side stairwell that just brings you right back to Earth. It's a big exit sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Earth this way. When I was on my bio break there, did I miss uh, when they were walking through this situation? Was I one of the people? No, no. So this okay. is outside of the room that, that you're in. Okay. okay uh, so we're pretty, we're, that. yeah, we're getting pretty quick to you guys meeting up. Uh, eventually you guys make it to the end of this hallway mm-hmm. uh, and or tunnel and it opens up into a big room that's maybe 40 feet wide and you can't see how far deep it goes. But on either side of the large room are these big circular columns that rise up to the ceiling, which is another 20, 30 feet high. On the walls is those same kind of artwork depictions that I was describing to Dylan. Um, And it just kind of goes on. And you guys can start to hear voices in the center of this room that you're kind of approaching. And time to see the prophet. The prophet is waiting. And then we'll get to go through the gate. The gate. And you're definitely recognizing that, that clicking noise coming back again. Why do they have air conditioning down here? It's freezing. (laughs) Where did the doctor hear the clicking from? She heard it the very first time you guys came out of the boardroom. In uh, in the hallway. And she just figured that it was the air conditioner. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, HVAC unit. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, and then we can probably bring you in at this time, Neil. You're seeing two headlamps kind of come forth in the distance. Um, Do I recognize that it's... Yeah, uh, the doctor and eventually once they get close enough you would. Um I I don't think I'm gonna change my uh my situation. Yeah. Um the only thing I might do is aim my like spacesuit helmet in their direction and just flicker the light. Okay. You know, I wouldn't know Morse code or anything like that. He's like, Oh, I don't know how to signal <laughs> some kind of general, but here we go and I'll just flicker the light. So I don't know if you would pick up on that or not. Um, I'll leave that to you. So we come into this yeah. room and we see people doing what? I, I'm sitting on the ground next yeah. to a chainsaw. I imagine it's like when you see movies of people in like crazy houses, mm-hmm. like mental institutions. Like some are like standing facing like the wall. Like another guy's like doing like a pace in like a circles and like it's it's an odd sight. Mm-hmm. More so than the two that were uh, just working outside, right? I see. Yeah. There's always one sane guy that just sits in the middle of the room playing chess. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's who the protagonist goes and talks to. <laughs> I have no idea what to do here. I'm going to probably just scooch onto the back of the wall and probably just look for something. Yeah, I doc- don't know what. Dr. Lazarine would probably brandish her nightstick and uh, hold her close to her chest, ready to bop someone. Um, yeah. Can, and, uh, can, they, can we hear each other? Uh, you would be able to talk to each other once you get close enough yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'd probably just, Dr. Lazarin would kind of hug the wall with mm-hmm. Surgeon Caldwell. All right, doctor. This is getting weird. Oh, Where... Why is that guy just staring at? Oh, I, I think know. I see. 
I think I see uh, Mr. Owens. I'll, I'll look back and forth between two and be like, the 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 prophet is coming. Yeah, the the prophet is, at this is point, coming. Like, can we we de- can we determine if this is a different person? Like if 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 this is Neil. I'm going to say that, uh, and I'm going to wink at you. The prophet yeah. is coming. Well, make a spot hidden check okay. if you're considering whether or not this is, like, actually Owens. Okay. <laughs> is, is that him? Can you see? No, it is not. It's not him? I don't know. They all look the same. They've yeah. got I mean, it definitely on. It looks like Owens, but maybe there's a bit of blood coming coming down the side of his head or something like that. Oh. Would we know just by his stature? Maybe. Yeah. I, I think... Okay. I I was thinking of something different when you were making a spot hidden as to whether or not you thought that like this was an imposter, <laughs> like not oh, a real. See him. Yeah, you definitely know oh, it's okay. Owens. It's not hard. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I think your guys's movements inside don't go unnoticed, and mm-hmm. almost like clockwork, all four of these convicts, uh, excluding Neil, who maybe isn't in tune with them, uh, they all kind of stand up and turn, and they all look at you. Are you here for the prophet? We're here to praise Yignarak. She doesn't know. She yeah, can't remember yeah, yeah, how yeah. to say the name. Yeah, yeah. yeah they uh, definitely, like, they don't even believe you at all. Like, <laughs> Yignarak, blasphemy, blasphemy. We were, we were told to come here. We don't know what to do yet. Right, yes. Well, well, we know what you need to do. Follow us. And they start leading you into the darkness. Wait, wait, where, what do we need to do? I, we need to go. Sorry, I wasn't trying to. Go, 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 go. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> I mean, if I see Neil, the band is back together. I don't want to go anywhere else now. Yeah. Okay, well, they're walking, and then they realize you're not coming with them. They say, the evangelists, they're waiting for you. You must come. Sure. Okay. Uh, can we, is there a bathroom around here first? <laughs> this is This is... A lot more stress than I was expecting. <laughs> These old bones can't handle it. Enough is enough. We'll not toy with speech around you in front of the prophet. In front of Nyarthotep. I will scream. They are heretics. And I will start the chainsaw. Like they are heretics? Yeah. And I'm pointing at the two-player like, characters? I imagine <laughs> there's like, you know, four of them over here. Yeah. Facing us. I'm kind of in between the two. And then these two are standing there, the doctor and the sergeant. Mm-hmm. And I scream, they are the heretics, and I will start my chainsaw. Okay. They fulfill, <laughs> they like backpedal the the scream, and they join in. And <laughs> I mean, I think that was the only chainsaw, but uh, they grab their, their pipes and their, mm-hmm. uh, their blow torches. And the one like shoots the blow torch in the air, and it lights up the whole room. And it just like cascades this orange glow throughout the entire room. You guys catch a glimpse of this stone statue at the end of the room. Um, the statue itself is like a uh, it's like a four-legged sphinx with like antennae dreadlocks coming out the back with these large bulgy eyes. Um, the plinth itself has got it's a square with five corners. Uh, you guys will need to make sanity checks. <laughs> Seeing a square with five corners. <laughs> I failed. Oh, I hardly fail. Can I, you can't push that. Uh, D- yeah, no. D6, sanity to loss for all oh, of dear. you. Oh, dear. That's a six. Three oh, for Dr. Lazarine. Six. Three for Dr. Lazarine. I think you're going to be the only one mm-hmm. that... Uh, About me, daddy. 
Yeah. So you two, I'll need a, um, actually, I forgot to do this last time, intelligence checks. I'll need that to see if you, uh, if your mind will protect you from the horrors that you're seeing. Because not only is this statue just horrid to look at, you pass? That's a crit pass. That's the best pass. 70 got a 70. Okay. Passing is bad. Um, you want to fail this. Uh, so by passing, it means that you fully understand what you're seeing and the uh, the ridiculousness of this, the fact that there's a statue on a planet um, that has never had humans on it before. Um, if you were to fail an intelligence roll, that's like your mind like, ah, oh, well, clearly this is just erosion that's covered this up and you kind of convince yourself otherwise. Um, so by passing your sanity checks, uh, I'll get you to roll uh, 1d10 for me. And this will tell me what kind of bout of madness you're experiencing. I like super pass. I got a 7, not a 70. Oh, Buck's oh. Sphinx are bad. <laughs> Even oh. worse. Six. Six? Six. Three. Okay. Um, also ca- crawling across this statue is three of these insectoid creatures. This is the first time that you guys have seen this, um, but they're kind of chittering and clicking as they kind of walk across this thing. They're like these bulky, translucent, blue-gray exoskeletons. Um, they're constantly making this indistinctful cricketing, clicking noise as they just like crawl across this thing with multiple... Uh, like legs and forelimbs and that sort of thing with a, a stretch of antennae and this like glowing red crimson single eye. Um, as you're looking at this Caldwell, um, you're looking at the statue and then coming out behind the statue is Sergeant Montrose and he's in no space gear. He's not in a space suit or anything like that. He doesn't have his head blown off, but it's your good friend, Sergeant Montrose. He just comes around the corner and he's just like, Sergeant Caldwell, so great to see you. Uh, for you, uh, Neil, you, fittingly enough, explode in a spree of violence. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. The revving of the chainsaw is at max. You're redlining it. Uh, and I think we're going to go into, uh, we'll go into combat. For everyone else, the person at the end of the, like that I was describing as Sergeant Montrose, um, coming out from behind the statue, it's actually Kingsley, and he's wearing a spacesuit, and he's got that grad, like tattered gray robe. It's like stretched over his, his suit. <laughs> it's like tearing in some places. Um, but he says, Gentlemen, I'm so glad you have joined us for the ritual for summoning and he just goes into this ritualistic stance and and throwing words you guys have never heard before. Um, at the top of the list, Neil Owens, what would you like to do? Who's closest? There's a convict boy right beside you. Oh, yeah. It's going straight into his shoulder. <laughs> okay. Um, I just bring it over my head and just like ram up the RPMs. I'm going to give you a bonus die on this because you have successfully like persuaded them that you were one of them so they were not expecting you uh to turn on them um so you can roll two of the tens die and take a better one okay do i got a d100 though yes yeah d100 for a fighting brawl check um i failed okay um what i'll actually do i'm gonna roll a fighting back for him so the first convict that you're looking at he rolls a 59 
and his fighting brawl, he also fails. So a new rule that I was wanting to do with Call of Cthulhu is in a state of combat, there's never damage not done. Okay. So in two failures, you guys both do damage. Um, so he, although you kind of had the jump on him, mm-hmm. uh, you kind of stumble or you like kind of swing and miss, but you still connect with like his hand or something like that. But he uses his other hand to bring a pipe down on you. Um, so you guys can both roll damage. Uh, he's only rolling a D6, but you're going to be rolling 2D6 damage. Um, Seven damage. Okay. and you guys just basically see like a depressurized suit just like and then just a stream of blood like hit the ceiling and an entire limb just gets sheared off and screams kind of echo throughout this entire cavern Mm -hmm. um meanwhile the other hand of this pipe comes down and like sticks right into the glass of your spacesuit and sends it kind of shatters uh making it pretty hard to see the blunt trauma um, beyond the armor. So everyone gets uh, four points of armor on their suit, which I'm kind of calculating. So he did five damage, but you only take one. All day, baby. Yeah. All day. Uh, one of the other convicts is just basically like a steady stream of this like propane like blowtorch. It's just lighting up the whole room. Uh, so the next to go are the insectoid evangelists. Um they kind of come crawling down this statue and they come onto the floor and these things they they actually don't seem much larger than like a, a golden retriever or something like that like a, a medium to large sized dog but then they kind of stand up on their hind legs and they kind of like moving very jitterily um i'm gonna need a pow check uh from both of you guys a uh, power check sorry Ooh. roll the 44 and that's a, a hard pass Wow, so you got iron wills. You feel like uh, the same feelings you've had throughout the dreams where you had this like pulling and yearning to come here. Uh, you kind of feel that like tingling at the engine ends and the tendrils of your mind, but you can quickly kind of brush it off and uh, able to keep your composure. Um, they're just bugs. Yeah, they're just bugs. Just golden retriever-sized pug- bugs. <laughs> Kingsley, at this point, has got his arms in the air, and his body is, like, swaying back and forth, and he's, like, his voice is booming, and he's throwing his arms up, and he's just chanting again and again and again. Uh, Sergeant Caldwell, that brings us to you. All right, so I'm still in combat. I'm still looking to defend myself. Yeah. Except that Dave is now here, and... What is he doing? He's just talking to you like an old friend, man. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm. my original plan was to just back myself up against uh, the doctor a bit, try and protect her to an extent, not restricting her stick-beating arm. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm going to fire my shotgun at the closest convict. Okay. Uh, not hard to do. Um, they're within pretty close range. They were trying to coax you guys into the back of the room. Um, make a firearms uh, rifle shotgun check. Mm-hmm. And the convict that you're shooting at, he's going to do what's called diving for cover. Yep. So he sees you aiming at him and he goes jumping behind a pillar. I fail. Okay. And this convict, uh, he, he succeeds. So he throws oh. himself behind a pillar um but that does mean that he can't take an action on his turn mm-hmm. um since he spent his turn uh hiding in cover um dave i 
You are dead. I could really use a hand here. Jed. Hey, man. Just come over for a drink. We'll settle it down. Things don't have to be like this. Yeah. Yeah, drink's good. Uh, let's kill things first, then drink. No, man. No, I'm done with killing. Uh, let's go to Dr. Lazarine. Uh, I think Dr. Lazarine would probably probably just continue to stand behind uh, Sergeant Caldwell. Um, uh, but she kind of musters, musters a little bit of uh, courage mm-hmm. and, and holds her nightstick a little bit uh, more proper, like she's going to actually do some damage with it. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, she'll just wait. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so are you wanting to ready an action? Because that's already an action. Okay. Already a, a yeah, beat so down. At any point you can insert yourself. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> weird. Uh so one of the convicts is bleeding out on the ground. Um one of them is hiding behind a pillar, but the two others, they come rushing towards you guys. Uh the one on the ground kind of like haphazardly swings his pipe at uh Neil's leg. Um, would you like to fight back or dodge? Oh, Neil will definitely fight back. Okay. Give me a fight back. And I'm going to be rolling a penalty die on mine because of him being prone and severely wounded. Is that a fighting brawl? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Good thing, too, because I rolled a 17 initially. Um, And I can't push it, correct? You cannot push combats, unfortunately. Yeah, I got a 32, so I failed. Okay. He also... No, he passed. Um doing not enough damage to actually break through your spacesuit's armor. Uh so it kind of just like like hits kind of like the hardened um hardened cloth of your the spacesuit. Kneecap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does send vibrations through your spacesuit. Um the two others, they come rushing towards you, one with a blowtorch, one with an ice pick. Uh they will both be attacking Don't don't I do damage to you? Cuz you, you said- failed. Though. But even He's, if you fail, you so there always has to be only damage. There's only dam- like damage will always be done in the sense that one person will always Double do damage. Fails. If oh, both oh, people oh, fail, then both of you do damage. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I didn't follow. Yeah, uh, we've played before where if both people fail, like just nothing happens, and that just really Doesn't slows. Make sense. Yeah, it just slows down combat essentially. Um, so you two get the option of dodging or fighting back. I will fight back. Uh, do, you, I, do I get to fight back with a gun? You can fight back with a gun because they're within, uh, I think it's called one-fifth your decks, but he's going to be right up in front of you, so you can fight back with a with a firearm. Sure. Um, and how about you? I'll probably fight back as well. Okay. Um, just reaching over his shoulder and bob him on the head. Sounds good. Uh, so roll your, for you it'll be firearms, um, and for you it'll be fighting brawl. I got him. Success. This one was for you, a 37. So that is actually a failure. And for you, uh, that is a pass. Okay. So I just had a regular success. Uh, I had a failure. Oh, you had a failure. Okay. So we do, uh, what am I doing? One point of damage as it comes, like basically this blowtorch like singes. It starts to heat up your suit, starts to like burn your, uh, burn your body. Um, and then whatever your riot stick, it just like <laughs> you're just swinging and missing. Uh, for you, he tried to level his ice pick against you, but it just kind of like hits the ground, and you just bang shoot off the shotgun. Um, you want to roll your four d six? Oh, do I ever? <laughs> six, twelve, fourteen, fourteen. So 
boom, another depressurization, a bunch of air just like hissing out and just like this spacesuit just gets like torn apart. A uh, bunch of pellets and blood and guts kind of spray backwards. And I wouldn't be surprised, Owens, if, if you bunch of debris, like bones and suit flesh and things like that get scattered across here. I believe Owens would shout at that point and be like, who's the failure now, father? <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking control of this. I was always in control, dad. I was always in control. Okay. Uh, that brings us to the top, Owens. Who's closest to Owens? Uh, well, the guy on the ground is still alive, but he's just writhing. Oh, I would definitely plunge my, <laughs> or attempt to plunge my chainsaw deep into this man's chest. Okay. Uh, I'll give you a bonus die, and he's going to get a penalty die in fighting back. Oh, yeah, he fails. 98. He fails Ooh. really bad. Uh, I failed both of them, but the first one was a 73. Well, when both people fail, we still roll some damage. Yeah. So you basically, it's easy that you kill him. Um, and again, his uh, his measly attempt at putting this pipe through your spacesuit just doesn't work. Um, do you want to roll 2d6 just in case you don't fucking botch it? Eight damage. Yeah, that's enough. I probably would leave the chainsaw linger longer than <laughs> I had to. Like, he's probably in his death throes, but I'm just, like, revving the yeah. engine and just, like, who's Ugh. going through the gate now, bitch? I'll <laughs> 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 we'll see you soon, Yarthlodep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, as you're plunging this chainsaw into the corpse of this convict, uh, these insects, they come up right behind you. And you just feel immediately they're on top of you. And all three of them are like surrounding your body and picking away at your spacesuit. Um, you can fight back if you'd like. Oh, yeah. I will thrash the chainsaw around <laughs> wildly in an attempt to strike them. Okay. So uh, since there's three of them attacking you, um, they will get a bit of a bonus as they sequentially attack you. Oh, uh, past. <laughs> okay, so I had two hard successes, and one of them failed. I just had one success. Just regular success? Uh, well, Does he roll just once, or is it three times? I rolled three times. So do I roll three times? No, so you can only attack. Or no, you can fight back multiple times. Um, so yeah, roll three times. Okay, so past one. Yep. Failed one. And passed another one. Okay, so the first guy, uh, so my first insectoid, he failed his roll against you, and you succeeded on that one. Okay. But then the other ones, you failed on that one, and then you got a regular success, but mine got a hard success, so he beats yours. Okay. So you hit one. Um, roll your 2d6 damage on that guy. 10 damage. Beauty. Do insects have internal fluid? Oh, plenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this thing... It's always that like orangey, pussy yeah. color too. Like, like it you plunge, yeah, you plunge this into its eye, and like it just like pops like a pimple. Oh. <laughs> uh, and as you're like, you're so focused on just like shredding that one that you're just like standing there while the other two are just like eating away at the spacesuit and like picking away. Um, at I imagine your they're eating like the the plasticeal or whatever the plating of the spacesuit. The way a, a a mantid eats like a a leaf, 
you know like it's like chomp yeah. and a piece is gone chomp yeah. and a piece is gone like they're actually consuming right yeah and it's suit. it's not too quick uh, or not too slow before they they actually start getting on flesh your spacesuit starts to depressurize they're picking away at your flesh and you're like screaming while you're just like holding this chainsaw against that last uh that last insect um you take uh four damage um as these are picking away at your skin and unfortunately um on each of your turns uh you're going to be making a constitution check because you're exposed to the elements okay uh but we'll not do that right now um kingsley continues his chance it's like gregorian chance and and i don't see any of this kingsley stuff right it's no. totally different yeah for for you this is your good friend sergeant montrus just standing there with a bottle going just have a drink like we were back in the back in college just come sit down um as kingsley's kind of chanting uh you guys start to see the stone statue behind him it starts to like twist and kind of canter and like morph it seems like it's starting to move um kingsley's intensity of his chanting is kind of coinciding with the movement of this statue caldwell that brings us to you is the statue moving at all like is is dave just like standing under this thing that's gonna yeah dave's just for for your perspective dave's just standing under it uh the Mm -hmm. statue does seem to be moving and Mm -hmm. he just he's just dead eye locked with you he's like don't mind that just come for a drink friend and it's been many, so long. How many guards are around, like, and bugs and things? Uh, so there's three bugs that are between. So it's basically like you're standing. Uh, you've got like a convict right in front mm-hmm. of you. Um, that you just shot or attempted to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, you killed him. Never mind. Yeah. One so of you you just blasted that yep. guy. But Doctor Lazarine's got a convict in front of him. Maybe 10, 15 feet in front of you is uh Owens, and he's got like bugs crawling <laughs> all over him and he's chainsawing one uh and then maybe about 30 feet beyond that is in your eyes montrose mm-hmm. and this statue and if i shoot the bugs i'm going to get the bugs and i'm and i'm going to get owens as well it's, it's a good chance it'll yeah. get owens because the bugs are pretty small right it's like oh, uh, yeah they're right there they're puppy dogs yeah yeah maybe not puppy dogs <laughs> like pipples <laughs> <laughs> um then i will probably try and insist the doctor i will jam the butt of my gun up against the convict that she's beating try and keep it keep it clean around another friend okay yep uh so he will attempt to fight back as well and is this going to be a firearms or is it going to be a fighting uh so this will be a brawl fighting brawl since you're just using the butt hey all crit no sorry man um, so the one that was fighting you is the one that was using the blowtorch. Um, so we'll just do <laughs> max damage on that, which is going to be uh, four points of damage um, as it sets your suit on fire uh, and starts scalding your flesh. Um, <laughs> Where is damage on this thing? Mm-hmm. Can one of you guys show them? Because I don't have a character oh, sheet in front uh, of me. Right there. Right there. Oh, all right. So How's everyone doing to me for health? Four points to my suit. Uh, so I've, I, I modify in your guys' gotcha. armor. Yeah. Yep. Right. You got six health left? Yep. Yep. Sick. All right. Yeah, so I'm... Seven? Eleven. Oh, eleven. <laughs> Two? <laughs> I'm burning. Yeah, and mm-hmm. bang. Or, or You didn't actually shoot your shotgun, but yeah, you just kind of throw the butt out, but mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't connect. Maybe just like the glow of the fire against your visor, like you just couldn't even really see what you're throwing your butt of your stock against. Um, Dr. Lazarine, that brings us to you. So with uh, this convict being kind of... Um, I guess distracted, preoccupied. Preoccupied. Yeah. yeah, you get a bonus die um, if you're going to attack him. Yeah, uh, Doctor Lazarin wants to 
she'll pull out her the flare gun. Okay. And uh, oh, shoot this guy right in the back of the head. Yeah. Or wherever, right in the back. Yeah. Okay. So you, you will have to use a, a firearms um, pistol, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you will get a bonus die, so you could roll that 10s die twice. Okay. Oh, no. Good thing, too. Because uh, that's a bad roll. <laughs> 94. Oh, man. Flips it to a yep. crit. Crits. Uh, that's sweet. Well, actually, what's your what's your handgun skill? 20. 20? Um, so that's one-fifth. Yeah, so that's an extreme, not quite a crit, is it not? It's extreme, yeah. Yeah, extreme. Um, uh, pistol. What does your pistol do on your character sheet? It says 1d10 plus 2, but that's for an enforcer pistol. I don't know if that's the same thing as a flare gun. Yeah, so we'll probably switch yours to 1d8 plus 1. Don't know what that was. Two. Two damage. <laughs> okay, well, I like the idea that maybe this flare is like stuck on his spacesuit and he'll have to maybe like take ongoing damage from it just like and it's just like sending smoke and like now the the room isn't lit with just the blowtorch anymore. It's like lit with like a, a purple or something like that. Um, oh, like, like it's like magnesium purple, but because it's on the side of his, his helmet. It's emitting like shadows. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like half of the room is brightly lit, but the shadows are overcasting yeah. the scene. Yeah, like his yeah. shadow is juxtaposed with like the sha- or like the artwork of all the insectoids going through the yeah. the uh the gate. Um sweet. So I will mark. I do like the idea that our like space soups are like fish bowls too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not traditional, like you said, like just a hazmat suit, like the whole thing is a dome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yours is like, I'm worried about you, Owens. Oh, <laughs> Owens is no longer worried about anything. Owens, <laughs> Owens will no longer be with us. Okay, yeah. uh, next to go is the Dave's convicts. Dog here, man. Um, so I'm going to maybe, do you just want to roll a D8 every turn? And sure. Then, do you want me to do that next turn then? Yeah, no, it's on, it's on his turn. So okay. we'll just, on his turn, well, it's his turn now, so roll a D8. Okay. We'll just roll a D8 every time it's his turn. Another one. Yeah, it's it's just working its way through, you know? <laughs> it's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. Yeah. Um, but he just keeps on this blowtorch uh, and just, like, blasts this thing and just keeps trying to roast um, Caldwell. Uh, so, Caldwell, if you want to fight back or dodge. Oh, yeah, we're fighting. Okay. Are you using the butt or are you actually firing? Uh, can I shoot without catching the doctor? I think so. You probably took a couple steps back after being shot yep. with this flare. Then I will. I'll do that if possible. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I rolled a ninety-nine on his blowtorch, <laughs> so he's just roasting the ceiling. Like <laughs> I rolled a hard success. Hard, awesome. Roll your damage for that sucker. Four again. Yeah, forty-six. I love this thing. Hey, it's not too bad, eh? Gnarly. Six nine. Nope. Eleven. I imagine like. Uh, do you want to describe how you shoot this guy and what happens? Uh, I'm thinking something like the um, an inflatable balloon as it kind of goes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, like maybe the magnesium <laughs> flare just like gets shot yeah. in a different direction, <laughs> and like his helmet and head get shot in another direction, mm-hmm. um, and what's left of his upper torso just like collapses to the floor. Um, you're coated in a fresh coat of <laughs> red paint. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Red looks good on you, Doctor. Let's get the new guy in. Get out of here. 
the new guy. The new guy. Owens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. New to the group as of today. Neil, back up to the top. It's your go. Would somebody shut that guy the fuck up? And he looks over at uh, Kingsley. Uh, Kingsley, and he's like, God damn, I'm just trying to get some work done here, Kingsley. <laughs> Can't you shut the fuck up? And he'll uh, rev the chainsaw and swing her at some bugs. Okay. Um, so, yeah, since it's just uh, your turn, you can only attack one bug. Okay. So I don't know if you want to keep going. Or you pretty much killed the one bug that you were attacking. So there's two bugs left. Yeah, yeah, I'll swing at the... Or is there, is there... Who's near me besides the bugs? Well, all the convicts have pretty much split. You're kind of in a, a 15-foot circle among yourself. Um, if you go to the right, you're going to be getting towards these guys. Uh, if you go to the left, uh, it's a little bit further. Can um, I get to Kingsley? I would need a strength check a probably a hard strength check okay. in order to overcome the the forelimbs and mandibles of these bugs if not can i still attack hmm what do you think well if i i don't know <sighs> no i'll just swing at the bugs because like if i'm just you moving forward i take a step can't realize i can't step yeah 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 stuff's chomping on my shoulder i'm gonna yeah. swing at that right yeah just oh god damn these bugs. yeah no, do, just... do the strength check i like okay. it because it, it seems cool I do pass. Uh, a hard like pass? Uh, very pass, like a four. Uh, you got a zero four. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. So you're like pulling the will <laughs> and the anger you have for your father, <laughs> like <laughs> channeling that as you trudge forward. I deserve this job, Dad. <laughs> I just deserved it. <laughs> Fuck Kingsley. You fucked it all up for me. Yeah. So you, uh, you got close enough to Kingsley um, dragging these bugs on your backs as you get there and you pull a chainsaw on the air and I'd like for you to make a uh, fighting brawl check for me please I fail with a 48 Ooh, do I have rules for Kingsley yes I do he actually passes <laughs> he like bitch slaps you <laughs> as you approach <laughs> throws his hand out as you're approaching with his chainsaw and just like briskly brushes the chainsaw away um, I mean, he's not holding a weapon, so he's not strong enough to even break through the suit's armor. But uh, uh, he just more or less pushes you. I feel like maybe he uh, he didn't know that he was attacking him really, and he was just like in his chain. And he was just like swaying, <laughs> just, and just like and just like bam, and just smokes him right now. <laughs> and he throws his arms back and pushes your chainsaw away. Um, I did roll a twelve for my con, so I failed. Right. Okay. Uh, so unfortunately. It is, you rolled a 12 for your con? Yeah. Isn't that a pass? I thought you had to go above. What's your con? 60. Isn't a 12 a lot lower than no, 60? A 12 is an extreme pass. I thought for your main stats, you had to roll. Above? Yeah. No, 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 no. They oh. work the same, they're percentile, just like your skills. Oh, okay. Then yeah. yeah, no, I do yeah. pass very well. Yeah, so I, I like to think, uh, I mean, it's, it doesn't quite make sense, but maybe like your depressurization isn't so strong that like the recycled air coming from your like life support system, it's like refilling just in time to keep the cold and the okay. um, the methane air uh, at bay. So you're you're okay um, for now, because unfortunately the evangelists go next and they start picking away at your body. <laughs> uh, so they are both going to be... Um, Actually, you know what? Let's do let's do a pow versus pow check. One of them's going to be casting a spell on you. Oh, uh, yeah, I fail. Okay, um, so you lose five sanity. And do you want to give me a bout of madness roll 
or uh, an intelligence roll first, actually. Sorry. Uh, I passed the twenty-four. My intelligence is sweet. Seventy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you feel like your your mind just cracks like an egg, and inside this egg, it just gets filled with the pressures of this bug just kind of impeding your mind and you get shown everything that could be orgasmic about the cosmos you're shown the beginning of the world you're shown the end of the world and you're shown where things could be in the middle and you're thrown into the ecstasy that is the court of azathoth which is just like the birthing of stars and the collapsing of black holes it's like creation and destruction at the same time and you're at an absolute ecstasy of experience um I just whispered, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Uh, with that spell being successful, I want to say that the the bugs actually retreat off of you. Um, they're no longer concerned. and you, Essentially, when the spell goes off, a lot of the times you, you come under the willpower of these bugs, which is kind of the same state that the other convicts are in. Uh, so the bugs kind of crawl off your body and then they focus their efforts on the two remaining uh, investigators um, they don't make it very far they're probably about five feet away from you i look forlornly at the bugs leaving my side <laughs> <laughs> like it was like the sadness or some like my dog walked away from me nice yeah okay kingsley goes next his chanting reaches an all-time climax and much like the sounds that were coming from Owen's mouth as he went through this uh, ecstasy state of outer body experiences, Kingsley seems to be doing the same thing. Um, and we're about to see if his spell goes off, his ritual of sorts. Unfortunately, it does. <laughs> uh, this statue breaks and... What was once stone is now chitin and exoskeleton as this predator-like sphinx with these like massive dreadlocks that were kind of tied backwards. They like fold forwards and make this like massive canopy of antennae. And in the center of this ice sphinx is just like another crimson glowing orb. And you just basically see this sphinx like open its maw and give this like heavenly roar. Kingsley collapses to his feet and is like bawling his eyes out and basically writhing like a child. Um, everyone except for Owens needs to make a sanity check. What does Dave look like he's doing? Uh, you know, at this point, I want to say that uh, you're no longer seeing okay. this illusion. So Dave disappears. I see Kingsley. Right at the probably at the climax of this chanting yep. is when it comes back to right. Kingsley. Yep, gotcha. Dave, oh, I, I already used the Dave's not here, man joke. I can't do it in seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, intelligence first? Uh, sanity Sweet first. Sanity. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Is it bad if you roll 100 for sanity? <laughs> yes. Okay, I rolled 100. Uh, I'm just going to give you max sanity loss, which is 50. <laughs> is it actually? <laughs> yeah. You just uh, got I lobotomized. <laughs> You passed? I passed. 25. Good for you. Uh, it's still 1d10 sanity loss. Holy baloney. Past? That's lovely. You still die. <laughs> Are you? Eight. What's your sanity yet? Zero. <laughs> like <laughs> negative, negative seven. Yeah. Can you do that? No. You. You're pretty much. I think at. Uh, you're permanently insane. Um. I don't even think we need to roll for a bout of madness. You can probably role play. Uh. Your mind shattering seeing this. <laughs> um. What did you roll for your one d ten? Eight. 
Eight. Okay. Twenty-six. Yeah. So I'll need a intelligence roll from you as well. Intelligence. I want to fail this, right? Yes. Seventy-three. Yeah, okay. you're like. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, just falling. You know. <laughs> I imagine Dave's, your PTSD. Yeah. It's like your like your PTSD training has kicked in. You're like, no, this isn't real. Follow the twelve steps. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, Dave was here. Dave's gone. The, the everything's falling in. You know what? Fine. Let's. This is how we go. Let's let's do this. Okay. Caldwell. Here we go. Oh, I'm Caldwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. There's, so there's a big bug. Yeah. This one's this one's uber big. Okay. I will. Running's an option. <laughs> just FYI. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there's any there's that big crimson orb in it, right? All right. I'll, I'll do one thing. I'll 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 fire off around into the crimson orb and see what happens with that. Okay. So this is pretty far. So it's going to be a hard How fire. Far away? Uh, it's probably what did I say? Fifteen, like fifty feet. Okay. Um. So it does less damage. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be harder to hit. Well, it's pretty big. I'll say it's it's not harder to hit. It's just it does less damage. Okay. I think it'll do two d six damage at this point. All right, let's see what happens. Come on, pass. I just want to see what happens. Zero zero zero. Is that good or bad? That's one hundred, right? It's critical failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my gun malfunctions. Yeah. So I want to say like you're, it's jammed. Mm-hmm. Like you go to cycle the, you go to pump yeah. the yeah. Uh, the action and like. It fucking like stovepipes, and it's just like the wax on the shell is like broken, and like lead balls are like spilling inside the chamber, and it's just like you're trying to clear it, but it's just like it's just making it worse. The brass is denting, and it's like lodged in there, and the gun's just useless. All right, well, drop the shotgun, pull the pistol, back it up, and say, "Well, this game's done. Let's let's leave. Yeah, want to leave? So you start backing up, uh, Lazarine, uh." So Lazarine just drops what she's holding, the, the flare gun and and the nightstick, and she throws her head back and just cackles. And uh, as she's cackling, she starts to take off her suit, and she just starts walking towards one of the pillars, and she just grabs onto it and almost dry humps it, like and just cackling the whole time. Um, yeah, and that's her turn. Yeah unfortunately taking off your suit that's it's pretty much instantaneous death uh you maybe get like one grasp of the column before your head freezes (laughs) like one hump in (laughs) she goes back for the second thrust and like freezes mid thrust i don't know why humping is the choice i I don't know insane person (laughs) just what i think she would do Uh, I, i don't know what she would do she's 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 crazy yeah I have negative seven sanity. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, that's, that does spell the end of Lazarine as your entire body freezes into an entire ice block. Um, it's like the lick the pole game. Take yeah, a, take an extreme. Uh, I don't think there's any cultists left, is there? No, you, you guys murdered gone. those quick. Except mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, Owens, the freshly converted Neil Arthotep cultist. Is it my turn? It is. Oh, shit. Well, here we go. I have seen it all, and the prophet is now here. And I'll rev up the chainsaw. And I'll start walking towards uh, Caldwell. Be like, become one with the prophet. 
through the gate you must go okay and i'll can i get can i reach him uh it probably you probably can't reach him in one go that's okay. well what's yeah. your move speed what's your move speed oh, i haven't looked at that in some time it's probably like six, six or ish. eight eight you could probably get to him but i don't think it's close enough to be able to make an attack okay yeah, I'll... Uh, so I'll, you're just, like, running down like an axe murderer. Like, totally, <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a pipe in my face shield and, like, a slight bit of air is escaping it, but not enough to do anything. But I can't really see you, so my head is cocked sideways through my fishbowl. Yeah. Chainsaws raped above the head, and I'm running at you. Okay. Um, this might be overshadowed by the great Ice Finks's turn, but... <laughs> I, I, but I like the image of, like, I think I'm important enough yeah. that I need to take care of business, but there's this giant cosmic horror behind me uh the only person that's facing the direction of this cosmic horror is you and you see this giant sphinx like creature take one step off this plinth the plinth itself is like four or five feet high it takes one step off and just crushes kingsley like takes a step and it's just like splat and he's gone and then it just keeps walking down the hallway and it just like rears its head and you just hear this like deafening screech throughout the entire uh entire room um and i'd like for you to uh make a power roll that's a success um so what's 74 out of a power of 500 (laughs) that's 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 probably an extreme that's an extreme yeah (laughs) oh (laughs) their power is a little bit stronger yeah uh so you're like backing up yeah you're like backing up and Um, got your pistol kind of pointed this way. You're seeing a uh, chainsaw murderer coming towards you um, and you're hearing this screech. Uh, but then you start to feel like your skin's burning a little bit. Um, you didn't feel like there was a breach in your suit, uh, but your skin's starting to bubbling and like you're kind of looking down and like maybe you can kind of like pull your neck, uh, your like neck piece and kind of like look down into your spacesuit and you're seeing like your skin boil and bubble and then bits of your flesh is starting to just like melt off your skin and exposing fresh uh fresh muscle um we're pretty much just going to go straight to you uh you're like the only one left i am going to drop my gun i'm going to kind of start slapping my arms and just running out of the hallway kind of like what you'd expect uh jack sparrow to look like yeah 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 so you take off down Mm -hmm. the hallway um and I almost, I kind of want everyone to work together on this of how we can end this whole scenario as to like what would be the coolest way to end this um, outside of combat. Like, do you think that you would make it out being the only one that survives or do we think that uh, um, you're like reaching the top of this pit? There's and two more guards up there. That's true. Yes. And one of them has a torch, do they not? Yeah. Yeah. So I think... Uh, Caldwell didn't make it. No. Yeah. I think, like, you get to the end of the tunnel and the two last convicts, like, they just bring you to your knees mm-hmm. and in a matter of seconds, you hear the revving of a chainsaw and a screech. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, like, yeah, your perspective is one direction. You see the chainsaw come out of your chest. Yeah, and then yeah. In your, ear, in your ear, you hear someone whisper... I was always better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we'll uh, we'll call it there. That's the Titan incident, boys. That was sweet. That was fun. Good. That was really good. Yeah, some slow buildup, but uh, climax is hard. And um, yeah, Neil Arthotep <laughs> getting summoned. Uh, well, the avatar of Neil Arthotep, um, that was pretty unlikely. 
That was like a 25% chance, and otherwise Kingsley just explodes in a thing of fire. <laughs> well, and, you know, I thought it was ironic because I, I was attempting to kill Kingsley, Yeah. right? But not knowing that that's what he was doing. Right. right? I was like, oh, I'm just going to kill him. I wasn't going to touch him if it looked like Dave. Right. No. Yeah, no, that yeah. worked. Because your bout of madness was that uh, it was a significant people. So someone from your past mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of comes back and you kind of have an illusion of someone yeah. um, in some way. So I thought that was pretty fitting. Yeah, that worked out perfect. Um, I really do enjoy Call of Cthulhu in sci-fi settings. Man. Yeah. Like the cosmic horror in space. Just <laughs> it, it, Has anyone ever played Dead Space? No. No one? But all I could think of was... Um... Uh, sure. Yeah, I can't think of the name now. Um, Doctor Who in that one episode where he is on a space colony and he goes down into the depths and he meets some hell demon. Does anyone, does anyone I haven't know? watched any Doctor no. Who. Me neither. Oh, it's back with Tenet. It's one of the good ones. Or like Doom? Yeah, Doom was Do- It's very yeah. Doom. Yeah. Very Doomy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's, the, the, the setting is already uh, understood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that's right. what I think I enjoy about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it worked out well, you being separated and getting stuffed in a suitcase. <laughs> I felt bad so, because I thought you were quiet. Like, I had to focus on them for so long. And then oh I'm just no. like, how am I going to, like, bring your scene in but not reveal too much about where these guys are going? So those no. four convicts had him stuffed into an actual suitcase? Yeah. How big was his case? Like, this is a... Yeah. A I trunk. mean, you're not a very large guy, are you? What was your size? 60. Yeah. It it was definitely the one with wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was trying I to. I'd, I think he's rather skinny. Like, I'm like Trudeau sized. Yeah, yeah I don't think it's hard for a grown person to fit into a, a large piece of suit suitcase. Well, it depends on how many parts you put them yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it's a three piece uh, luggage set, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're good to go. Right. Like, you got you, you know <laughs> your carry on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the head. Cool. Well. I think we can maybe sign off there. So uh, if you made it this far, thanks for tuning in to the Titan incident. Woo! Woo! Thanks for having us.